Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, November 29th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Lunk Anti Merge Club. Let's take a listen. God is so good. I need to change my profile picture. I'm no longer satisfied with ears. Yeah, I mean, why would you be? He's a liar. He's a fake. <laughs> I don't understand. He usually goes to bed at about 3 a.m. So there's at least two hours. He should be attending here immediately. Is it sex time with his wife? It's time for his bi-weekly... Wait, does bi-weekly... Do you think he has a schedule? I think he has a schedule. Yeah, I think she makes the schedule. And I think he's just happy to, you know, have it occasionally. Because you never know when a French woman will say no. And throw sauce pens at you and such. But I bet it's really good though. Like French woman, she's passionate. She's a lyrical individual. Did you get your dark chocolate? Did you get your soft chocolate? Mm. Well, what I got is I went to the shop and I got a creme brulee. You know, one of those creme brulees in like a glass. What I'm hearing here is you went to Lidl. You went to Lidl, or you went to MS, but MS isn't open at this time. Actually, no, that doesn't add up because nothing's open at this time. There's loads of stuff open at this time. They always think you're like in the middle of nowhere. Are you in um, the actual city? I imagine you're sort of. Um, in like some sort of Airbnb like property in like um sort of a small town where there's just like a spa and um maybe like a, a key cutting service that's open two or three days a week. And there's why are you doxing? <laughs> Feeling sick in the head, sorry, I shouldn't have doxed you like that. Kareem Lunkholder, do you promise not to share what I just said? This I, is what I, anything. I don't know what you're you're talking about. Yeah. This is what I protected you against with the, the Ethan character. Jesus Christ. Sorry. I'm sorry that. They just went into Addie's space with all of her little groper orbiters and they kept putting me to speaker but, and then putting me back down. They're all like uh, I, I, know what I live like. in What? I live in New York City. Great. <laughs> what were you going to say there about Addy's orbiters? I was going to say, like, they're they're all like, they're they're in the conversation with her, but they're overly focused on her, and they're like, "Hey, Addy, hey, Addy," mm-hmm. and she's like, "What?" And then they're like, "Hey, Addy, if 
if we met up, I'd push you out of a window. And she goes, <laughs> and it's like, clearly they're all trying to have sex with her or something. And this is weird, like, <laughs> like, like, hey, Eddie, hey, Eddie, I'm going to drive you over with a car. <laughs> and then she's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like this constant thing. Yeah, it's, it's, they actually had that exact conversation. Were, were you listening in? Because they literally, someone literally said, I'm going to drive no, you over with a car. No, I one. I attended one a while back, like like three months ago when she was in the, with her little friends. And it's just a group of guys and every guy is overly focused on her and talking about like doing something to, I'm going to beat you up. If you, if, like if you carry on saying that, I'm going to beat you up, Eddie. And then she goes, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like this kind of weird, weird like dynamic where, where she's had like cyber sex with all of them, but each person doesn't know it. And like, so it's it's just like, I don't know. They all think they have a level of intimacy with her, but in truth, they all have the same level of intimacy. I think that's quite beautiful, actually, in some way. She's um, she's she's giving them all hope, and hope is the most important thing besides love. You could say it's an extension of love. Also, hi, Zero Xs, you little snake, you little rat man. Look again, crawling back into the space. Please talk. His wife has Hello. laid down the law. Hey, coach. She's laid down the law, hasn't hey, she? Hey, hey, coach. Hey, 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 coach. If we ever met up, um, I, I would, I would push you out of a window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be really rough. I don't, I don't care about you. I, I don't care about you at all. I I I I I don't care. I'm gonna push you. It's gonna push you over. It's gonna push you over all the time. We go shopping. I just push you over. Uh, Azara, can you do an Addy laugh? I can't remember what it sounds like exactly. Um, yeah, I don't think I have the gentle femininity that she does. Sort of like. Are you working on it? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm doing. Um, you know that stuff that like trannies do when they like, do vocal training to like make their voices higher yeah voice voice feminization training yeah i do that you know you can get you can get surgery for that as well you can get your your um your larynx shortened you know when i was um is did i show you that that deep voice book i was writing i've written most of it i should really finish it but during the course of writing that book um i found there was a, a a male larynx extension surgery that guys have there's a guy in India who who cuts like a keyhole thing into um, your larynx. I'm beginning to get hooked with this late night speech, actually. Great. So, did you consider it? No, but you should see the results. They're quite impressive. They just go to this guy's. Uh, I think it's a guy in India who's done it. What's the late night speech? Can he hear me or is he, is he, can you hear me or what? I think he's rugged. <laughs> Who are you talking about? I mean. Well, it's quite nice actually. I, I sit here and I've, over the last few nights I've, I've, I've listened, I've, I've come into the spaces and I've listened to Zara and, and Coach and Oxia speak and it's, um, it's quite a surreal situation, but quite nice also. I've actually put it on, you know, when I'm in bed on the night. And this is not in a really weird way, by the way. 
uh, you know, because it doesn't do for me. But it does actually. It's quite soothing. I might listen to everybody's voices talking. I'm sorry. I just thought I should share that with everybody. No, I think that's beautiful. And I want you to know that when you're hearing our conversation, wait, just to check, Xerox says isn't talking, right? Can um, he's not tonight. Can you, Cesaro, tell him to rejoin because he can't hear me. I don't he's know. usually being somebody else. Though. Yeah. Every space he goes into is 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 actually somebody else. It's it's um, That's right. yeah, and it's it's a quite a funny situation. Yeah. Wait, Xerox is. I think you should rejoin. Oh, you can't hear me. No, it's it's a lunk holder who should rejoin. Oh, lunk holder. Uh, Bruce can't hear you, so you should rejoin. Yeah, he's doing it. Um, hold yeah. on, hold on. Chugs has got a new profile picture. Let me examine it. Oh, let me see. I noticed that too. Progress. Uh, I okay, so you're hiding your delt again. That's fine. I think you've shown your delt for long enough. Why is he hiding uh, his delt there? What's he hiding there? He might have a hickey, he might have a hickey on his delt. Um, Maybe he's been snogging a girl, and the girl was snogging his delt, and it has a big hickey on it—a big, <laughs> um, whatever you call it. Chugs, whatever happened with that, um, with that thing going on a while back? I bend her off. Uh, bend her off. That's good. That's good. She was doing you dirty. She I wasn't treating you right. She was literally in the gym today, working out right next to me, like despite being fucking awkward. I just wanted her to leave me alone, like so. I just kept on walking to the other side of the gym. Ended up on the stairmaster to finish it off, and then she's staring at me through the fucking mirror, and I'm like just dancing along to. Uh, uh, you, you ever heard of Bombay Bicycle Club? Yeah, I was literally just listening to that on the stairmaster, going, getting proper into it for 15 minutes, and like, you know, uh, what? I'd like just being stared at, and I just, I was just like, fuck off, leave me alone. I was enjoying myself. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and the thing is, you can guarantee she doesn't even like the gym. Like, I know you said you met at the gym, and she's a gym friend. But women don't like the gym. Like they're just pretending to. And if they do actually genuinely like it, it's what they like is the guys at the gym. Um, and she is going there deliberately to hurt you, Chugs. So you need to really, you know, beat her up, throw her out a window. Well, I'm gonna be realistic time. with you. If she if she tries anything, I'm just gonna turn around and say I'm not interested in you for anything other than sex. And one of two things is gonna happen. She's either gonna be like okay, at least it's something, or she's going to be like, fuck you, you prick, and then at that point, I get what I want either way. She either leaves me alone, or I get what I want. <laughs> and that's, that's literally how it's going to go. So that, That's the kind of honesty that really will probably get, actually get you into bed with her, Chugs. That's the kind of honesty you need. Um, you just need to be completely brutally frank and say, look, I'm just not interested in, in this small talk anymore. It's very boring. And she'll thank you for it. She'll say, thank God. That. I, I literally did that. No, I didn't say the sex part. I just went like, I'm not interested in being your friend. So you put me in, try to put me in a friend zone. Just, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm just not interested. And yeah, it just led to her fucking giving me drama. So I just went, okay. and just left it at that. And she's like, just, just leave me alone, basically. And just, yeah, done. Mm. Works out well, though. Since then, uh, OX has had me doing the cloak off press and uh, military and coach has me doing military press. And like, I've been supersetting them too. And fucking hell. Yeah, I'm in pain today. Nice. You've, you're tearing up your rotator cuff. 
And that's exactly what the objective of the Klokov press is, is to tear your rotator cuff uh, as, as quickly and efficiently as possible. Did you, has anybody ever seen Basket Case, which is, is 1970s horror film? I haven't. I'm sorry. No, but so what it is, there was a guy and he had this, 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 he had this Siamese twin sort of thing that was attached to him and then he got it removed and he carried it about with a box. I don't know whether Chuck is as actually, he is like the person before that, before he got it removed. And that's the reason why you might actually have that towel on the side of your body because it might be hiding some sort of, you know, some evil sort of twin brother. It's a, the tank top, not a towel, just to just to correct you. But well, it's it, very possible. Um, y- yes, it's, uh, I can see that. Well, I, I see the thing is, I don't want to go into your profile picture because it's a bit weird that I would be actually looking and then notice it would be a tank top. Do you, you do realise I get people at OXs, OG and all that literally take my pictures and warp them into their own twisted needs. So it's it's not weird. It's it's it happens to me on a regular basis. Just just say you were looking to Photoshop something dumb like a penis on my head or something like that, and <laughs> yeah, it, it makes sense. Would I have to Photoshop it? You don't have to. I just said say it. Like you know. Oh, to... that that reminds me, Chugs. Um, you made a comment somewhere like, "Oh, I'd like to be God." And then I, I said about uh, the AI, I gave your latest picture to the AI and, and said, turn him into Jesus. So I'm going to see what it's done with that. Hold on. Like, hang on. Jesus isn't God. He's the son of God. Make me a God. Oh. <laughs> Make me a God. Oh. Like, do it, Alex. Turn a me Protestant. into divinity. I'm not, I'm not religious, mate. So uh, just, you know, just, just, it was a good bit of fun. Someone, someone was in my, uh, I think his name was some, something Scotsman. Like frantic. Yo, what's up, buddy? Can I point something out? Uh, yeah, sure. Nothing new. Go on. Crit- critique me, coach. That's what your job is with your name. Okay. I, I don't think you have like a like a bedtime whisper voice. I think you always talk in a similar kind of intonation. And I'd like to hear like a gentle bedtime mm. whisper kind of, do you know what I mean? Like, or, or like, like a, or a very loving, yeah, sweet yeah. voice. To talk to you want me to talk like uh, so? Like you know, putting the kids to bed. I'm reading them a nice bedtime story. This is this is what you want to hear, right? Some something along these lines, like sounds nice kind of Sounds very similar to me. Like, what what do you think, Zara? Um, I have to say, I can't tell any difference um, in your speaking voice, but I feel like you're trying, and I appreciate that. Um, so thank you, Chugs. Well, I, I did my best, so thank you for that. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I don't under. I don't want to like put you down for not trying or something because you tried, but it does sound very similar. You know, I, oh, well. I listened back to my voice briefly yesterday because I wanted to see what was being said after I fell asleep in the speaker's panel. And um, I realized my voice is monotone. Like in my head, <laughs> it's really up and down. But when I listen to a recording of my voice, it's just completely deadpan. I think that's really sad. I think that's really horrible. Sorry you have to deal with that. I, I wouldn't say it's monotone. I, I'd say like uh, I, I'd say it's definitely got traces of you know, being monotone. But for the for the most part, you, you you modulate your voice pretty well when you're, especially when you get excited about something like ripping into me. Then then you probably oh, yeah, get into true. it. Like maybe you, I should you hear a smile. And you I mean, yeah, go for it. Fuck it. I'll be the clown. Thanks. Someone has to do it. Hi, Sefi. How's it going? Hello, Sefi. Doing wonderful. What the fuck? <laughs> Sefi? 
Don't uh, don't demand anyone is different than they are. That's the first rule of Lunk Merge Club. Yeah, I just got finished with a, a monotonous work day, and uh, now I'm sort of discovering this celebration space. Um, who are the freaks in here that are celebrating? How about this L- Lunk Merge Club? Should make a club. You're gonna piss a lot of people off. Bruce. Who and like who is pissed off? Who also has a soul? Nobody. Oh god! Like, I was, I was like, I got tagged in the holocracy fucking Discord by that dude Saitama yesterday. Absolute, and I don't insult people often, but he's an absolute freak. Going, um, it's a Saitama follower. What did you think was gonna happen? Why are we worried yeah. about freaks and the? Yeah, it's just yeah. He literally took offense to you saying we should stone all the people who support like the holocracy to death. And like he took it so seriously. And like he had about four or five people defending him saying, Yeah, it can't be a joke. No one jokes about oh mate, it was just who who said that? Stoning, oh. I don't remember. Uh, apparently you did. Or no. someone did in your space. Oh. I've never said anything like that. Wait, no no, we said I said I said we should guillotine. Who did I say we should guillotine? You, I don't know. I, I, I think some random yeah. person might have said stoning, but it wasn't anything to do with us. It was some random person. Yeah, yeah. Someone else said stoning afterwards. Who's that lady? Who's the uh, lamb chop? Was it her? I can't remember. I think it was someone, someone of that order, some silly person. Bottom line is. You got blamed, and they were rallying the troops against you, or trying to. And I just, ah, oh, fucking, it's just they're, they're, rally the troops, rally the Twitter army. We're all gonna go and comment on your posts, and I'll show you. We're gonna comment on you and say how wrong you are. Oh, you can't say that. The see, we showed him. We all turned up and commented on his posts, and ah, that will show him. He won't feel think twice next time he makes a joke, won't he? <laughs> it was really funny because, like, I, I the first few posts I wrote were like. We are the first to speak out against the merge. No to the merge. I was like, that that was it. And then um, Chinese whispers. I heard like, Bruce has invented the merge. Bruce is like, Bruce is trying to merge us with, with Lunk. Bruce, like, Bruce works for Do Kwan. And then um, apparently I'm talking about stoning people too. Like 99% of this stuff is just weird Chinese whispers. It's very strange. It always happens as well. Like whenever I talk about anything, do you remember when I first talked about? Is that a specific term, like Chinese whispers? Like I need to understand the reference. What does that mean? It's the game where where children sit in a long line. Like imagine you have thirty kids and they sit in a circle, and then one kid tells a story or a sentence to the next. Okay, sure. So by the end of the end of the circle, it's just a yeah, something else completely. Okay. Some of them heard of in America. Say again. We call that telephone in America. Yeah, it used to be called Chinese whispers in in my school back when I was. We can't kid. call it Chinese whispers anymore. That's racist. Yeah, yeah. Why? that's why well, I that... kind of like the Chinese whispers version of it. It sounds more uh, exotic, right? Mm-hmm. Like I like I it know. better. But... Telephone sounds stupid. I think you know one of the reasons you should undelegate from Lunkdown is because Bruce is saying Chinese whispers. Yeah, yeah, of course, because you know, saying what if you say you're a you're a, I, I'm you can't say American American something that's racist too. Can't say any anything. Um, hey, chug a boom. 
Just chug a boom here. Sorry, yeah, no, I was. Uh, I just got sent a few pictures from OX. Uh, it's my my picture <laughs> with the term God in it, and like there was one I was I'm really into because like I don't know, kind of if you've ever played Tekken, I always forget the guy's name, like the uh, the the granddad that does the electric. It kind of reminds I, me of him. Chugs, so, I think you need. I, I have some suggestions for your PFP. I think you can make some changes. Imagine for a minute uh, getting like a cape. Uh, not unlike maybe what Superman or something like that would use. Okay. And then you get like yourself a captain's hat. You know what I'm talking about? Like I've actually got, got, a, cap- I've got a captain's hat from uh, dressing up from Halloween. So we can we can do this. We can work a with captain this. Captain hat and a cape, and then maybe like one hand is out. Uh, you need to do some like graphics work so it looks like you're flying. I mean, I could just like jump off of like one of the bouldering walls. And like, just some someone does a video, and like, we just get a good frame like that, and then technically, like, I'm flying anyway. Like, you know, we we I could make this work without actually doing any effects. This, you know, this, this Trump, have you ever been at like the bouldering place, and then you just turn around and you just look at everyone's legs, and like, you see how everyone there is like, you know, like they're usually like decently like you know muscular in their upper body, and then their legs are just like these wiry little tiny little like disgusting branches sticking out of the floor with nobody knees in the middle <laughs> see it's not like that it's so obviously i didn't have you ever bolded zara yeah yeah i do all the time so you have to use your legs a lot which means you build a lot of calf muscles so i either way like obviously your calves most people's calves look okay when you're bouldering especially if you you've got into like the the late walls like you know if you're doing like vertical six onwards like you have to use your legs in certain ways you have to like use your toes and stuff like that so i i mean where i go to though it's a bit more communal rather than professional so like you get people of all shapes and sizes there so it's it's not really yeah you you really see just skinny rats with like no legs i mean they're not skinny they're just wiry like they've got a very low fat percentage and very very wiry legs but Maybe it's different up north, eh? It probably is. I mean, you do realize I'm actually from London, right? But like, I lived yeah, there for about twenty-one yeah. years of my life. London, so in London. What was that, Kerry? Uh, also, hello. Haven't spoken to you in very long. I know. I was going to say hi, everyone, and I appreciate the support. I don't know from this community from afar. Um, Today I had a really good day. I think when you get older and you're like an advocate, at some point you just kind of like, wow, I'm going to die the crazy person that nobody listens to until they're dead. And you're like, yeah, that's what Kerry was saying like 100 years ago. But today I actually made some headway and I think maybe some people will listen to me while I'm alive. So, yeah, that was a good win. But yeah, Chugga, I was just kind of joking around about... um, English people going to the gym, like in London, because I remember when I was in my 20s and I went to London, I was like, where are all the gyms? Like, does anyone work out here? So it's just a joke. I just, yeah, fair enough. It's just expensive in London. Like gyms are like between 60 and 80 pounds a month on top of everything else. Like it, 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 it yeah, costs ours are crazy too. That's like, it's the same. But more people are doing it um virtually lately. So I've never paid over 30 pounds for a gym membership that's insane what's yeah. 30 pounds into us dollars like 60 dollars probably less than that i think but maybe 10 Are you kidding me? oh my god so, that's so a wonder what now i think it, it's yeah it's about what 
40 bucks maybe 30 pounds yeah our rate of inflation is crazy as you know uh check a boom what's good gabe you good was, was good hey i i was trying to address you and i, I just remember like oh it was almost a month ago someone came in and shared their project and you you started discussing how that's kind of like a leaderboard set up in a trading site when he was sharing his AI thing. Is this the Toro, like the guy that is Seth, Sefi was shilling this project. And I was oh. like, isn't Etoro already doing this? And like, he was like, no, it's similar, but it's different, but he couldn't tell me how. He kept telling you that you misunderstood him and that you didn't understand it. And I was like, bro, I'm sorry, but he's got your number. Like he, it's literally the same shit. There's nothing different here. And you're like, it's the same shit. And he's like, no, it's different shit. My shit's green. And you're like, no, shit's supposed to be brown. He's like, no, this one's green. I mean, as coach and everyone here knows, I just call it how I see it. Like, you know, not necessarily the truth, but like, it's it's my truth. As bro, I was uh, listening to it, and I was like, this is this. It's like, bro, like I just sit there. And he's got an I AI system. I couldn't figure out on that project whether that's like it was legit in some way or it was kind of bullshit or what it was. Um, really hard to tell. Um, yeah, but he's, gathering, he's gathering information from a bunch of the source of a bunch of different traders, therefore yeah. accumulating that information and calling that an AI. When it's just like, yo, if you get one person who can do it and they can be the top of the leaderboard, I'm like, yo, my opinion is humans are like, for freaking AI ourselves, and if one person does it really well, then you just follow the leaderboard. And he's like, "Well, what's what's successful? We're doing this percentage of success rate." It's like, you know, you you just follow you you you've heard of the the scammer who like goes through and you email like a hundred thousand people seven games straight, and you say you say fifty fifty, well, you break it down fifty fifty. Which one's gonna win? And it then you just say which one's going to win. Could, it's not that you can't use AI for these kinds of tasks. The The question is, the, is an AI necessary? Like, would a normal eToro algorithm or some shit like that work? Probably. Facts. That is the question. For Probably. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, if you're dealing with millions of people and you're trying to, like, really um, glean some sort of nuances about, you know, how people select things and timing and all, all sorts of things. Yeah, you could probably go that route, but I, I, it's, I'm having a hard time figuring out like with those kinds of projects. Whenever anyone, some, whenever someone uses the word AI or something like in uh, any kind of project, blockchain or otherwise, it's like, wait a minute, is it really? <laughs> or and and how is it using that? Um, it's it's like the latest greatest like hype thing, like 3D printing was or whatever. And what ends up happening is is like you'll have a bunch of scammers creating like. I don't know, You just using the name for recognition. And then people say, oh, I want to get on an AI. So then they'll go and buy whatever token or project or some bullshit. So it's hard to tell. So, Ch so Chugs is, uh, in, that, in that instance, um, his suspicion was probably founded. Well, Ch Chugga was, he misunderstood. That's what I got from it, the whole conversation over and over again, that, that Chugga just misunderstood. Well, that's why Bruce keeps me in these spaces because I'm like the low IQ kind of guy. So like I can misunderstand things and these guys can just keep correcting me. And it makes uh, makes Coach feel good, makes Sefi feel good. Zara gets to take the piss out of me. OX like gives me pity AI memes. Uh, and yeah, that's just that's how it seems to be. No, in all seriousness, Chugs, someone in every group needs to be the scapegoat. And it takes a lot, a strong level of emotional resilience to do that because you know that you're contributing to the harmony of the group. Um, 
and you know that you know you're taking things that you shouldn't take but you're doing it for the vibe it's not selfish it's like altruistic behavior so we all appreciate that chugs um and yeah in terms of not understanding this thing maybe you should have spent less time at the gym and more time at the library damn she really went down the route that she was complimenting you for Damn, I appreciate it. <laughs> that was the biggest rug pull of a compliment I've ever fucking had. Uh, <laughs> um, I think Coach yeah, wants to talk, by um, the way. He keep he keep put his hand up and he keeps trying to talk and we keep over-talking him, so I'm going to just mute my mic until he, he said this piece. Yeah, please speak your truth. Um, Can I speak? Um, oh, I was just concerned about one minute ago. I was concerned. I'm no longer concerned, so it's no longer relevant. Everything I say now is no longer going to be relevant. But what I was thinking one minute ago was like, it was getting a bit too nerdy and I felt the, the women here falling asleep. So I just want everyone to be more considerate of them. Well, I, I gave, uh, that, how oh, she leave the stage? I mean, that I, 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 I told her that rug pull, that situation was. She went down that route, but that was that was clever. That was clever on her behalf. I think she left, but damn, that was smart. No, yeah, women can be smart. Isn't that weird? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I wasn't insulting any intellect here. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. Uh, no, she's not teasing you. Gabe is retarded. Karim has had his hand up for like, I don't know how long. Um, maybe he has some sort of insight here. <laughs> that means right. Kareem. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I said. Hello. I may be a gimp, but come on. I, I just, <clears throat> I just wanted to ask uh, ask Coach uh, if there's any symbolism behind his uh, profile picture change. I, I hope I'm not looking into it too much, but I just wanted to have him clarify if there's if there's a deeper meaning that we should all take away. Have you ever considered that the the meaning can be the thing? No, no, no. Could you take a moment and consider it now? I will. I will take the moment. That's beautiful. Great. Oh, hey, uh, Bloomer, what's going on, man? You've been surviving out there? Yeah, yeah, one day at a time. How's everybody? Hi, Coach Bruce. How are Excellent. you? Hello, ladies. I'm hello, ladies. I'm here for you. Are you are you saying hello in order of in order of what? <laughs> What's the order here? Oh, I just wanted to, you know, come up and participate and hear what's new and do we merge? Do we not merge? You know, what's for dinner? These important questions, you know. Did you just say you were here for the ladies? That's right. <laughs> Somebody's got to keep everybody Hi. busy. My <laughs> lady referring to you, Carrie, and to Zero Xs after his recent transition. Um, Bloomer's being very respectful and kind for that. I think it's really nice. Okay. You know, there's a way in which we can talk to each other where we're kind to each other and we don't disrespect each other. 
Can you lead by example and stop fucking it's today, it's today, it's today that day, though. That's the thing. There's a way where everyone is treated with respect and everyone is listened to and there's kindness. There's no sense of any opposition or antagonism. There's just an open space of listening and nobody is preyed upon by anyone here. I'm not going to name who it is that's been preying upon people. Nobody is targeted. Nobody is harassed. Nothing like that happens. And everyone feels comfortable. And that's, that's what I'd like for this space. If you guys can agree, can you maybe raise your thumb if you agree? with this vision of the space. Great. So I'd ask the, the usual people who engage in targeting and harassment and stalking to give it a break. If only for an hour, just give it a break. Bro, guess what happened yesterday? My, I'm picking my girl up from the freaking airport and some guy followed her all around the damn airport to like where my car was and she had to like freaking juke him out just to, so she he wouldn't i was like what the hell is going on this is some freaking bullshit i don't know I'm, you don't have a girlfriend i feel sorry for i feel absolutely sorry for you women like that, well, that's some um, scary did shit you, did you go out and did you confront him like the man that oh, you I would have. I would have, but she juked him before he can get there. I did she was on she got on the phone, she wasn't telling me what was going on. She what just bring, juked him. I would have I would have yeah, I would have confronted him. Would have fucked him up right in the airport, go to prison. You don't he she 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 gets off a plane with no luggage and he she goes from term she I went to terminal one and she had to take some trans to get to the terminal and he like didn't go with the luggage Went she had to go a different way. And it was just super evident. He like sits next to her falling around. Thankfully, she, thank God she was in a public place. Holy shit. But she didn't yeah. tell me what was going on until she got in the car. And I'm Juking. like, where is this fool? Juking, uh, Zara, just for context is, uh, you know, a shank. So like a little like custom made knife or yeah. like a sharpened piece of metal. <laughs> it's where you just, uh, very just discreetly stabbed them in the side, just like wait, close. wait, your your girlfriend stabbed someone yesterday no, with a little no. knife. It's not. That's a different. That's another alternative description of the word juking. Right. I mean, you never know what people's motivations are, right? Like, I'll give an example. I was in London at a train station a couple of weeks back, and I saw this guy who seemed to be following. me. I went over the bridge of the train station. This is a train station where there's like an over, there's a bridge going over the train tracks and there's a, uh, like a tunnel going underneath. So I went over the bridge and then the guy followed me. So I went on the platform, then down in the tunnel and went across again. And the guy followed me. I went back up. I went over the tunnel. The guy was still following me. I went back down the platform, carried on. We did this loop like 10 times, 12, 10, 12 times. And then I stopped and the guy like kind of ran up to me breathless. And he was like, where did you get those shoes? So it's like, <laughs> the only thing he ever wanted was like to know where I got the shoes. So I was like, oh, like, you know, I didn't realize what was going on, like, or how persistent you were. But he was like, yeah, yeah, I just love them. They really go with your trousers. And and then we had this wonderful did, conversation. Did you, tell him, did you tell him where you actually got them? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we had a, not that that's particularly relevant, but it seems then, like um, you might have you might have tricked him or something. No, the, well, I mean, the stupid thing was like after we had a conversation, um, I got his number. We started texting and stuff. We met up <laughs> a few times. Like stuff happened, and like like I, I thought like if I'd been paranoid, I just would have missed out on all of that stuff. So it's just a a weird awakening. It's like you think people are bad people, but then you end up inside them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he definitely followed her on two trans stations and across a bridge and and she approached the car the weirdest way i've ever seen before and i mean yeah i mean she he never spoke to her he sat next to her on the freaking plane across the alley smiling at her and so yeah you don't, don't know the intentions for sure but sometimes you don't want to find people's intentions out so like yeah <laughs> sometimes sometimes though just from experience you got to take a leap you got to take a leap and you got to decide, am I going to be a person who trusts in, in the goodness of humanity or am I going to be paranoid and wall myself off, wall my heart off? You know, sometimes I mean, encourage you to take a leap, you know, yeah, definitely all respect. I've, you know, I've done door to door sales for years, gone to confronting people for years on end. Just there's just those, those situations where you don't need to confront someone going through an episode like speaking of, i mean speaking of like paranoia um bruce i i had some interesting uh like i've been sick for the last couple of days a little bit and i started having at i'd wake up at like 3 a.m 4 a.m because the previous week i had been doing some night work remember so i've been having a hard time switching back from like nights to days and I'm, i've been so my body's thinking it's time to wake up at like 3 3 a.m or something like that and um, so I'm waking up, trying to put, force myself to go back to bed. And when I do that, I'm having these weird fever dreams while I'm sick. Like this morning, it was like hours. I felt like I was being chased by like colleagues in the CIA. And like they, they had a camera in my bedroom. They were watching me. They're like, we got our eye on you. And it was a weird, fucked up, paranoid sort of dream. Um, so that was something. So yeah, I, I can imagine though, like imagine people that wake up like that, like literally every day, or that's how they think on a daily basis. It, it explains a lot about the weirdness of the internet for sure. You'll kind of watch anyone, how people behave. But has that's never had to, or got the chance to say or ask the see, the people in your dreams what the date and time is. No, we did, I didn't. I didn't step. To, I didn't think to ask that. I was mostly. No, I like, like, like avoiding the search it, the black search box. it up on like, like search on Google or whatever. If you ask what the date and time is in your dream is your, your dream goes quack. It goes crazy. I did it one time and it was the quackiest experience. It scared me awake. Like they won't tell you what the date and time is. I'll, I'll try that tonight. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I hope, I hope we see you tomorrow. Uh, how do you guys ask the? How do you guys have such control over your dreams? Like, I'm, I'm assuming coaches have some methodology of it, but like, I, I've, I've never been able to just turn around and go, "I'm in a dream. I'm going to ask these questions now." Like, Chaga, I didn't, I didn't know I was even in the dream. I asked the question, not knowing I was in the dream, and it still went whack. And then I realized I was in the dream. If you're awake enough to ask a question in the dream. That means you're lucid dreaming. So you could be flying over waterfalls with the birds and in the rainforest and playing with monkeys and literally doing anything. And you're choosing to ask questions about the time. Zara, to me, that's lame. I, I felt like Zara, but what happened to me is I was convinced that I was uploaded and put into another body. 
And I was actually experiencing, like when I went to sleep, I thought I was experiencing this other person's life. And I was like, shoot, I'm away from my life. So I was conscious, but I didn't know. Like, yeah, so I agree with you, but it was just a different, like painting a picture of a different circumstance. Yeah, yeah. my dreams are a little bit different. They're, they're kind of war games. So like they're a simulation where there's sort of sometimes lucid dream and sometimes involuntary information. But like there's definitely an element of like I wanted to dream that so that I could simulate what it would feel like so that I could like handle that kind of problem when it emerged in actuality. So it's just kind of like a, a hint of reality and a hint of uh, illusion and uh, like maybe it's like a predictive simulation. So I definitely learn a lot while I have those type of, type of dreams because my mind learns to sort of like react maybe to the real world in it. So I tend to remember when it's really lucid like that. Yeah. Um, lucid dreaming, um, I've had a few experiences, usually involves quite a lot of like body swapping, swapping from one person to the other in my dream. Um, if some kind of great like tragedy befalls one character, I can astral plane out of that person and, and, and fly off. Uh, I don't know if that's normal, but this is my experience of lucid dreaming. Um, well, and, uh, oh, that's nothing like, like, it's just, it's amazing how different it's just how Zara Sethi ear like it's just like Zara makes like making you can't make a definitive statement about dreaming about how all people dream it's so different it's just so amazing like I'm just like damn I'm, I'm like every you're all so different from what the hell I go through uh, and, and I'm just like and I can I how can you deny it I just accept that those mm. differences exist yeah and and there's there's nothing more boring than hearing about other people's dreams Hell no, that's crazy. Like if you, if they can really paint a good picture of it, and they can really pay, like if they can really, it's like a good storytelling. If they're bad at storytelling, then they can't describe a, a, a dream. Then it's just a boring ass story. It's like you're just sitting there drooling. It's fucking dull. But if they can give you a good story, then it's like, yeah, that's pretty dope. It's just good storytelling. I've noticed no one's had the balls to ask. Uh, what the date and time is so far in this call. And I think that's because they're worried they might be in a dream right now. There are loads of uh, techniques to be more conscious during dreams. Uh, who was asking? Chugs or someone? Yeah, Chugs, there are loads of techniques. The The typical thing is to have like two things, like as you're falling asleep, practice being as conscious as possible. Practice being as aware as possible. And, and try and go further and further and further and maintain your awareness. Like there's a, there's almost like a switch in your mind that, that you kind of switch off and go unconscious. But you can go very far. You can learn to maintain awareness much, much further than you might anticipate. The other thing is just like intention. So like intending to realize when you're in a dream before you go to bed, having a really strong intention. And as soon as you get up, um, practicing like writing down your dreams and, and forcing yourself to remember because half is is intention, the other half is like practicing the the conscious recollection. Recollection um, as soon as you wake up, people kind of go at it both sides. The intention and the recollection practiced again and again and again leads to more and more consciousness in sleep. Um, when I was living as a Buddhist monk, I got to a really interesting kind of stage where I was conscious almost the whole night through. Um, it, it seemed like the more I practiced this meditation and awareness of my own mind uh, in the day, the more it kind of seeped through to sleep too, which was interesting. I was meditating in that, that time of my life about 
14, 16, sometimes even 18 hours a day. Um, but the more I did it, the more it seemed to suffuse sleep as well, um, up to the point where basically everything was was lucid. Um, not in the sense of of directing the dreams, but in the sense of like being very aware that I'm inside a dream or a certain sleep state or maybe a hypnagogic state or whatever. Um, it just seemed to go round the clock, almost like I never fell asleep, just just like quite pure and bright consciousness all the way through. Very interesting. I rarely have dreams, if that makes sense. And it's not a fact that I don't remember them because uh, when I sleep, I tend to like get jolted awake like quite quite frequently. It's usually just like blackness. And I'll occasionally have a dream, don't get me wrong. And when I do have a dream, I remember pretty much all of it nonstop. Well, I say that. I remember a lot of it. But yeah, I don't, I don't tend to actually dream. I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm soulless or something like that. But like, uh, yeah, I only, only occasionally get actual dreams that are, are any good. And yeah, it's, it's always usually a reflection of shit going on in my life. To be fair, it's never like an imagination thing, which is very sad because like, like Zara said, I'd love to just like dream of flying over waterfalls and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just, I think that's just, it's weird for me. Like I can never force myself to have an actual open dream. If that makes sense. Maybe, maybe think about the fact that you're probably scared of it. Like I get, when I realize that I'm, I'm in control of my dream, I'm actually genuinely scared. I don't want them to know that I'm, that I'm aware. I think our dreams happen because we're meant to have them, Chugs. Everyone's different. And if you don't feel that you have loads of dreams, maybe it's because you don't need to. Maybe maybe that's just how it is. In terms of, um, like, there's no point comparing your dreams to other people's. It's literally an expression of consciousness, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not a contest. Um, Bruce, do you ever, like, would you say you have a similarity to that state like when you were like meditating when you were a monk have you lost that entirely now <laughs> are you simply a an npc now or do you still i don't know like how because i remember you saying you walked out of the monastery and you opened tinder or whatever yeah um so did you just get zogged instantly back to normal no i mean a lot of um a lot of stuff with meditation never really changes like one thing for me was my my mental relationship to any thoughts when that strongly transitioned it never went back and by relationship to thoughts i mean that most people walk around thinking that they create their own thoughts they they own their own thoughts that the thoughts they have in their head the mental stories the narratives they are somehow true like the story of who i am and who i'm becoming and what other people are saying about me and all that stuff they they believe that at a fundamental level their their sense of self is is generated out of that narrative and out of investment in that narrative and one of the things that happened for me with meditation was like just the the dropping of that as in any thought i can have basically is is like known to be as mm, almost like as as impersonal or irrelevant as say like watching a cloud in the sky or something like that Sometimes, sometimes thoughts are like more sticky than others, but the general thing is that that drops pretty quickly, and the the baseline is a, a looseness with relationships, uh, a looseness with like a loose sorry a loose relationship with concepts or thoughts or stories or narratives. So like there are things like that that aspect of of doing a lot of meditation which never really changed, um, regardless. But there are some things which seem to require an upkeep. Um, and when I was doing very, very intensive meditation, like round the clock, 
the the sleep thing was certainly one of those like after i got out of retreat it lasted very strongly for a, a few months and then kind of faded down and now i think it's like better than most people in terms of awareness in, in sleep and stuff but um it's it's certainly a lot less than when i was doing it round the clock i can't explain this in a scientific way you know in terms of like what's actually happening in the brain but it, it feels like when you practice being in a certain mode of observation you know i was 16 hours a day observing my my sensations my thoughts my perceptions you know and basically noting them and observing them again and again and again all throughout the day it feels like that generates some momentum or, or produces some kind of change in the brain that allows you to be more observant in sleep states too um I, but i can't explain how it happened exactly but it was very strange for a long time because it, it felt like the the awareness kind of extended into the hypnagogic states and then like rem normal dream states and then it also seemed to extend into the like the slower the slower wave sleep states as well as in aware that i'm in deep sleep and stuff like that and a lot of long-term meditators report this as well like it's not something uncommon like feeling like you're there or in some state of observation all throughout the the sleep state um you can i mean here's an interesting thing like when when somebody says your name and you're asleep you hear your name so are you there like what's your what's your relationship then are you are you present to hear the name what's happening so are you constantly aware 24/7 when you're awake and sleeping through every stage so just constantly aware it it felt like that during um periods of heavy meditation living in a monastery but not anymore but i'd say it, it's probably a lot more than the average person just from practice and stuff the average person has a kind of a switch it's like they they're awake and doing their task in the day or socializing or whatever and then they kind of switch off um you know maybe they switch off somehow like mentally watching tv or maybe when they lie down they just kind of switch off does it does it and did it make you exhausted to constantly be aware like you didn't get sleep so like or did no. it make you more well rested no it's like a it's a development of another um faculty of the mind if you like it has nothing to do with the actual restedness of the body it's just like a a suffusing of awareness into those states which is a little bit it was a little bit confusing to start with because i thought like i wasn't getting any sleep or i was somehow more awake than normal um but then i started to realize it was just like the body was asleep the dream stages were happening everything was happening as normal but the the awareness of them was increasing um it's a, it's a common report through through meditators and and monks and you know people in different um religions and things that have done very contemplative practices um I've heard this stuff a lot, but it certainly happened to me. It was an interesting thing. So would you say, you know how you said, you know, people have these narratives about themselves, like, uh, but you were saying, like, can you now control your thoughts in a different way? Like you were kind of saying that people don't really control their thoughts, but they do, right? Because you can, can, you can change the narrative. You can tell a new story. Or do you really think that you can't control your thoughts? Um, I, I was talking about the the base level of identification or attachment to them. So feeling oh, okay. that, that your story about yourself is true. 
I'm a person with X characteristics. I have a past history of X and Y. You know, this is the story of my life. You know, this is where I am currently. You know, I'm going towards some place. You know, my current situation is this. You know, I need to change X and Y Z about this current uh, life I'm in. All, all of this, like narrative generation of stories about the self over time, um, people have a very different relationship to that. You know, most people walking around, and probably most people in this space, have a relationship to that where they they believe in that concept of themselves or that narrative of themselves. That's like a base identity, um, and in meditation and you know, long-term practice, that really loosens a lot. And the the base identity moves away from the narrative sense of self towards a much more simple and present identity, if you call it that. Like this moment, also- it, 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 just to finish, it, it moves more towards like the, the knowingness of this moment or the awareness of this moment or the awakeness in this moment or a sense of presence or here-ness or nowness. And the the identity shift is is from being the the content, if you like, the content of the mind or um the body and the mind towards being the the context or the space of arisings or the knowingness of it all. And in that in that transition, in that state where you feel yourself to be the the awakeness or the capacity for everything, then there's no sense of anything being personal anymore. It's like the the clouds in the sky or the car driving past or the thoughts in the head, they're all absolutely equal. They have no real distinguishing um, characteristics. They arise in this experience. They're known to be where they are, as they are. They, they shine with their own light and then they fade away. And that's that's the that's the transition. There's also this concept of like the me. So if you have a pathological state, like a dissociative state, you could be in a situation where you're like, wait a minute, uh, I don't feel like me today. Like, I, or some people have like an entire dissociative fugue where they'll like, like walk around for a week, uh, disappear, you know, drive somewhere, wh- whatever, and they don't even remember having done all this. So there's interesting dissociative states where like you are not actually you. And uh, it's like pathologic where you don't you're not sure whether you are you. So there is a sort of normal behavior when it comes to like how you interpret yourself. So the interpretation of a self is like a largely sort of inborn kind of simulation type of thing. You don't really ever question it. Um, And when you have these pathologic states, you're left questioning who the hell you are, which is really weird. Um, Because what else could you be except for the thoughts in your head, right? That's like the opposite of what Bruce is saying, where like, if you think about it very, very carefully, you go, wait a minute, like these thoughts in my head arise the same way, like the sun shines in the morning or the wind blows or whatever, like they just appear into my head and I don't exactly control. It's a simple way to describe it is like, you can't think a thought before you think a thought. So they just emerge. Like, how can you plan out your day of thoughts? The next Steph, you're hours, causing for someone in the audience to question their own self-identity. They're going to walk away from this and disavow themselves and walk away from their family and start a whole new life. They might. Just because what you just said. People have done this sort of thing, actually. <laughs> like just, They've gone off and like suddenly joined certain priesthoods or suddenly just disappeared. In fact, I think it happened, something like that happened to my grandfather. He disappeared like... Uh, he, he was there that he just simply fucking wasn't like, this is back when, uh, I think around the time I was born. And, uh, it's one of those interesting family situations where literally like 
a member of your family just after having five sons and whatever else, you know, grandchildren and, and he just disappears out of the blue and nobody knows where he went, that kind of thing. So these kinds of things do happen. Mm. Yeah. Same happened to, um, my grandmother, she's passed away now, but my, my mother told me a story. I think she, I think there was something involved, um, some kind of discontinuation of a drug or something like that, but she had some kind of, um, strange thing where she left her house and they didn't know where she was for three days. And then like three days later, uh, she was picked up off a, off a highway, like walking down the central barrier of the highway and three days later, um, about 50 miles away <laughs> and then, and then just returned to life. And I think got back on the medication. But did she have a, did she have a memory of the events or she didn't know? No, I think she was just dissociated. Um, yeah, it's like a and, total dissociative fuge then they call that. Yeah. And I, I mean, we all know though it's like to some degree, right? Because when we're in high stress states, the the short term memory just stops or stops to a large degree. So we all know that to some degree. But when you're in, it, it can commonly happen with with different forms of trauma or extreme, just extreme pain or something that is over your perceived sense of tolerance. I've had things like that as well. It's like well, another, another thing is like definitely first and foremost, condolences about your grandmother, and. Um, next is like, just when we have this self identity, it's sometimes when I look at it, it's, you have your own self identity, the identity of me, like Sophie's saying, is like a self self proclamation and protection to like, keep what you identify as yours. But there's also another sense of letting go of the me and other aspects to help you progress. And like when people say, Oh, I have so much anxiety to not talk in front of crowds like you, or how do you do that? Or how do you do this? It's like, just stop worrying about your fucking self and get up there and like be, allow them or it or whatever it is to identify you as something else or something not or something more and let that lean into that hatred. Like, uh, Chugga, Chugga does. He's like, he's like, I, cool, make me out to be the class clown, make me out to be the idiot. I don't identify myself as being an idiot. I know I'm smart, but I can, they can, I will give them the upper hand so that they can reveal their cards so that they can reveal their identity, how much, how much they cling to this identity that they're trying to protect for themselves, which is worth not. Gabe, stop giving away my fucking secrets. <laughs> you literally called out and not stop, stop. Apologies, not sorry, sorry, but much love. We already knew, Chugga. You're not just a hot body. Ah, oh, th- th- thank you, Carrie. I love how you like, winced as you said that as well. <laughs> like, no, I didn't. I, I have a, you know, I, I was checking if Bloomer was here. <laughs> have you rugged, Coach? Because it's uh, it's continuously saying you got sound and like you haven't interrupted anyone to. Uh, call me an idiot yet so i'm assuming you've rugged maybe i think coach is rugged guys damn chuggy you damn you hello aware didn't even notice that he rugged guys have you ever had any sorry i have a question this might be a seffy question (laughs) seffy I know we're talking about something else, but I'm driving and I'm pulled over because I'm waiting for my daughter. And I like I've had like a sty before and they're like terrible. But like, I don't think this is a sty. It's been there for like a while, like like 
like two weeks and it like goes away and like comes back. Cause like a sty is a conjunctivitis, right? So, so something bothering you inside your <laughs> eyelid or something? Yeah, it's like almost like a yeah, like something inside my eyelid and it comes back and forth. Like it's like but I'm just noticing I'm like shit because like, I don't know about too much about stuff on the eyelid, but it sounds like it's time for some like lasers or something um, like that. Is it uh is it like where the tear duct is? My mum was always talking about work I all know. the time. People always have tear duct blockages and they get big spots there. Hmm. It's a little bit over from the tear duct, but I mean they tend to get a little a little inflamed at times from what she said, but maybe um maybe you need to have your eye removed. Yeah, I want to get a patch. That's what I want. I think I'm too hot, according to Xander. Yeah, you could be a pirate, Carrie. We could all live on a big pirate ship together. What, what do you guys want to be on the pirate ship? I want to be the boat. Okay, you can be the boat if you want. How is that going to work logistically? Um, are you going to stretch yourself out with a big hydraulic press? I'm going to stretch myself out, and then I'm going to use some kind of alchemy to turn myself into a nice... Mm, sea tolerant wood and then you can all live in me and do whatever you like on me really i just want to be the one who carries you all can we have like your face at the front of the boat like a mermaid you know yeah. i was gonna have to be that one like the uh the thing on the front like the icon like that gets strapped to the front like you know the old school one so he can be the boat and i can be like the icon that's not you chugs you're you're the you're the guy who climbs right to the very highest um sail and you see up on the horizon in the distance what's coming. You're the first one to call that there's a, a pirate on the horizon. That's you. I thought we were a pirate ship. Yeah. So why, would, <laughs> why would I go? So that'd be literally me looking down and going, guys, there's pirate. Oh, it's you guys. Uh, oh. why, would a, why would a pirate ship not look for another pirate ship, though? There's no loyalty. Pirates. Pirates. There's t- pirates aren't like a nation that are loyal to each other. They're, they're out for themselves. Wasn't that actually a nation of pirates for like one one point, or am I just like imagining like books and stuff like? That? I could swear there was actually like an island where like it was like sanctuary for pirates. Obviously, they did dumb shit to each other, but like there, like, I could swear there was. Well, piracy is a real thing, so it's yeah. Called Somalia, chugs. <laughs> but I meant like the old school, like nineteen, like you know, back back in the days, like where boats, well, well, well wooden and it i don't even know what the years were like the 1600s 1500s like that's that roughly when the player hey, uh, sorry to interrupt but with the uh, eyelid issue i've had the same thing it's a it's actually a blocked oil gland it's called i think it's called shellazian and you basically need to use heat to um uh get it to release so it's just a, a blocked oil gland hopefully that helps you thank you the wonders of internet diagnosis I know. No, well, I've, I tried had, I've, had, I've had the same thing, and I actually went to a doctor for it. So I'm just. Well, you, are you willing just, to take responsibility if there's a massive tumor that grows in Carrie's eye? Well, I just checked WebMD, and it says you're going to die. Probably. That's good because I made progress today, so I feel like I could die. <laughs> My daughter got straight A's too in her report card. So, like, I, I told her I can die now too. I had a kid that got straight A's. <laughs> so, That's it's very over. Good. She must so, be me. Mom. yeah, right. No, I didn't get straight A's, I don't think. But so I was, I was pretty pumped because she worked hard. Anyway, mm. I wasn't bragging about her, but you're allowed yeah, to brag about your smart daughter. 
I'm probably going to die. Yeah. <laughs> no Harry, deal. I'm, Harry, I'd recommend you, you sit her down and you say it's not enough to get straight A's these days. You need to be moving up the ladder of Web3 women. And it would be amazing if, if there was a... Imagine, Kerry, if your daughter came to Twitter and started networking socially, moving up through um, Twitter, through decentralized Web3 economies, being a space host, um, hosting people, collecting NFTs and stuff. Like, that's the real education these days. I think you should... I don't know. I wouldn't have a kid in school. I know. Well, she doesn't want to go to school anymore. She just... She does. She did like doing well, but... Uh... There are kids that do this already and they sell NFTs. Uh, there's a kid named Nick Schmall or something like that. Um, Fallon's like, I don't always want to work, mom. I'm like, I get it. You don't have to do this. But Harry, um, you should let her not go to school and stay home and learn for herself and do drawings all the time. Yeah. Um, gotta be honest, yeah, though. I think that's a good idea. Her school is so good. Like, it's so funny because I have so such different thoughts about school. I don't know. I don't really. I want her to be able to do whatever she wants to do. But like, I'm not home all the time, so just keep her in for a little bit. Like, her school they have such cool things that other schools don't have. So it's not like it's just this regular basic school where she wouldn't be going to. It's just like they really use the city, and she gets kind of a lot of exposure to things. So, but yeah. I would love to like take six months off of her, off off with her, and go travel and stuff. So maybe we'll do that someday. Hmm. Yeah, sounds good. I'm really glad that you got to um, speak to your boss's boss uh, about the way that that bitch, that dog of a woman, has. Um, yeah, I sent an email, but um, the way things went today, like they were not happy with me, but like. I think they, but they didn't say anything. It was great. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, I, because my boss's boss is like the top boss. Um, I never have gone to him, you know, because I'm, you just don't do that. But I was like, I can't handle this anymore. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I'm really glad you did. I think it's really good. I've been, I've been thinking it for like three years and I just haven't. And then today I was like, or last night I was like, I'm finally fucking doing it. I don't care. Like I deserve to be treated like a human being, like enough is enough. So. And I'm really glad you think that. I, I don't know how you part with it for this long. I think everyone's it's crazy. Part, you know, Bloomer deserves some credit too, because he's like, you know what? Like you need to freaking stop being such a pushover. And I'm like, you know, because I'm always worried. And I think a lot of people are worried about like their livelihood because um, I've had issues where I haven't brought in as much money. And so I haven't always spoken up. But if you continue to do that, then you do just get, you know, just trampled on. So you do at some point have to just be like. Everyone no. put your hand up if you think Carrie should kill her boss. She's a bitch, by the way. She's a horrible, evil bitch. No. Right, well, <laughs> Please, I'm doxxed. Um, yeah, she's interesting. You know what? I'm trying, and I try to see the good in people, and I try to. They always say like, you know, people are you pushed out, but I think sometimes people are just assholes, right? Coach yeah. Bruce, please say yes. Like people can't always just be you pushed out, right? No, I don't know. You don't need to worry about being too empathetic to a woman that makes your life hell, Carrie. Like, you really don't need to. 
I'd really think. Well, you. I don't. I don't want her to kill herself because aren't you eventually your own boss at the end of the day? So you don't have to put up with that. It's whatever you want to say. Yeah, I mean, I just really feel bad for like the kids that don't get served because of certain people's like egos and power. It's like just so it's so exhausting and gross, and it's a lot. It's just like and it happens everywhere. So that's I'm hoping that I don't have to worry about that for too much longer. But yeah, we'll figure it out. I think now is good. like it used to be super hard for women in the workforce. And now we're finally able to really talk about these things. And people want to know, like, what's happening that's not good before. If you told on someone or let people know, you'd get like in big trouble. Now it's like. Who's not treating you right? So it's a different time for sure. Sometimes the biggest problem with being a woman in the workforce is other women in the workforce. Exactly, so, right? Well, maybe we should all just stay home and look after <laughs> children. And then, yeah. like, we don't have to. And, like, if you divorce your wife and leave your children, then you um, get put in prison so that everyone has to take care of their babies and then women don't have to deal with um hr you know maybe maybe that's the answer carrie maybe you should become a radical trad wife to bloomer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i can't even uh, yeah we gotta figure that one out i think yeah i don't know bloomers the like you a lot of guys i've dated have been like ones that I was definitely like, okay, great. Now I can stay home because I'm with this one. But I don't know, Bloom, he wants me to like, I think he wants me to work <laughs> for sure. So I don't know. Mm. Figure it out. Not even financially. Like, I think he just is a worker. Like some people just like, it's an older school mentality. I feel like, like Bruce works, but he works in a different way. But I think there's still those like older people that have to do a nine to five and, and they're not even miserable about it really like they don't know another way so it's just interesting he's kind of like that mm, yeah what you mean <laughs> but i want out <laughs> sort of um bruce could i ask why you're down voting what's made you feel upset in this conversation i don't like the way you've left Syrixes out despite the fact we said he only had an hour or two. You've excluded him. Great. Who have we excluded? You you two women have made the conversation all about yourself and you haven't asked serious. You were asking me then. I felt bad, but then I just kept going because I was I always say, I'm so sorry I took up so much time and I shrink myself to make sure your dicks feel hard. <laughs> What is, sorry, what is that sexual... Did, did Bruce opinion? speak? Because I can't hear anything. Um, you can't. Why are you talking to yourself, Carrie? She needs to rejoin, unless she's being rude. Yeah, Carrie, I don't know what you were talking about with the, the dicks thing, but that's not appropriate. I've been left out. I've been left out of this conversation. 
Sorry, guys. I was picking up my daughter. <laughs> That's all right. Ryan Lyon, what's the gossip? What's new with you? How are you, Zero X years? I, I was up here before for like half an hour and no one even said hello to me. I kind of I feel I feel your pain. Yeah, man, with the outcasts. That's fine. That's fine. I, I do want to say, OX, once more, I'm really loving that God Sugar uh, picture. I don't know why. It's just resonating with me so much. I, I genuinely am really... I keep going back and looking at it and going, that looks really Can good. Can you share uh, it? I, I, I'll let OX do the honours as he did all the work. There's no oh, point me uh, taking all the... Uh, don't deprive. I'd have to tweet it or something, wouldn't I? Yeah, feel uh, free. Like, just go. This would be Chug if he, you know, was a god, and that would be it. All right, let me do the work. Hang on. Um, but just for everyone's context, um, this is using some AI. It's a, a thing called Mid Journey, and version four came out, and it's really, really fucking detailed. So you can like give it a link to an existing picture, and then add a prompt. So something like Do Kwan Strongman. And then it produces like a really, really like detailed strongman version of Do Kwan. And it's like, fuck, this is amazing. And uh, you can do it with pretty much anything. Um, so um, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Is, um, is that just accessible in the Discord as well? Same thing, or is it some kind of beta thing? No, no, it's in the Discord. Um, and you just add the prompt uh, dash dash V space four at the end. And then it uses the version four, whatever. Uh-huh. Dash dash three four got it. Oh um since everyone's here I just thought I would say lunk to a dollar. Lunk Hell to yeah. a dollar. Lunk to follow me. Lunk to follow lunk. Yep. Would anyone like to come up and interview Ryan, ask Ryan any questions? Ask Zara any questions. Now is your time. Ryan, why don't you follow anybody? I do follow people, um, but I was kicked out of Twitter earlier because it said that there was suspicious activity happening on my account. And when I rejoined, my follow account shows zero. But I am actually following 999 people. That's so weird, isn't it? Oh my god. I was like, how come he doesn't follow anybody? That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I might follow you, Dr. Kerry. You Thank you. My, I'll be the thousandth. You'll be my one thousandth person that I'm following. Yay. Um, no, but seriously, I, I don't really have that many questions, but I have heard your name and people always talk really highly of you. So I just wanted to say hi. Like, likewise, likewise, same, same. Ryan, how old are you? Um, uh, I am 34. Dr. Kerry, how do you feel about 34-year-old men? Well, since I'm 35 now. <laughs> Totally fine. Why are you always trying to hook me up? I just wouldn't want you to be in love. Um, I want you to 
quit your job. I want Ryan Lyon to provide for you and your daughter. Um, and then when he comes home from work, uh, and work is just another room with Twitter spaces in, then you've made him like a pie. And it's like a blackberry pie because that's his favourite. And then you live really happily. I just want to be happy too. I love to bake and I want a garden. I need to make my patio into a garden for sure. I have a garden. And Ryan, do you have a wife? Yeah, I, I do also have a wife, yeah. Oh, so you didn't bring her in the conversation, did you? Fucking disgusting. She's listening. We can always she's dream. In, she's in the gallery right now. All right, I appreciate you putting it, me out there, though. <laughs> Sorry, do you have a husband? Yeah. Congratulations. I've got four kids as well. Blimey. Yeah, two girls and two boys. You sound way too young to have four children. No. I just um I just I I uh eat pro metabolically. So followed by energetic principles. Um I look much younger than I actually am. I said you sound sound too young. I didn't say that you got too. <laughs> yeah, but it's in my voice. Gotcha. It affects the vocal cords, the larynx, you know. Shh, shh, everyone. So, um, I've shared a link to Chugs. Um, if he was a god, uh, that's the AI's generation, not me spending hours and hours painting Chugs. That would be weird. Um. Would anyone else like to be processed in in any any kind of format? So, for example, Christmas, um, perhaps a Christmas version of yourself. Um, that would be the one I would choose personally. Yeah, can you know me? Sure. Um, what style would you like? Yeah, I just want like a Santa hat on with my regular picture or something. Oh, yeah, I can or do no, that. Or no, you want me to just okay. Uh, I, I'll, I'll do that for you in the morning. <laughs> okay, yeah, not if it takes a long time, though. You don't have to do it. <laughs> no, it takes like yeah. two minutes. It's fine. <laughs> I've been doing some Santa profile pictures for people instead of doing like real work. Um, I think I've got a few in here, like Yura and Natasha. Uh, I can't see any more. Oh, wait. Yeah, Rath, Rath Bones. If you zoom in on his picture too, he's got a Santa hat and his little Jesus on the cross has a Santa hat too. Um, so various people have been Christmasified because it's Christmas. It's the season to be jolly. And it's the season for us all to come together, Lunk and Luna, just like in World War One, when the Germans and the English put down their guns and they got out of the trenches and played football. In the same way, Lunk and Luna can play football and they can merge. They can come together and they can merge just on Christmas Day. That's the objective, I think, I, I heard. From from merge pro protocol, uh, maybe someone else can confirm. I can see why Chugs is really happy with that, with that AI generation. I just muted you all because I have that power available to me. We've had a comment from Lunk Shib, who says, "What the fuck is this discussion?" Ryan, since you were speaking, maybe you can explain what the fuck is this discussion. Um, 
this is just some friends getting together in Merge Club and just, you know, chatting. Sefi, where'd you go? Where'd you go, Sefi? You're back again. I'm sensing an insecure attachment style. No, 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 no. I get, yeah. But leave me alone. Hey, Lungship, why don't you come up here? Why are you being a little keyboard warrior making comments? Why don't you come up here and, and uh, you set the topic yourself? I'd love to hear from Lungship. I don't like why would someone criticize when the the arena is open you can climb up the staircase towards the the central arena and you can make a speech everyone is here waiting for for you to make a speech you can talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about whatever yeah, I mean, you can talk about fucking clouds Kojo's up here talking about fucking clouds I mean from his name maybe he wants to merge Lunk and Sheba Maybe that's what his objective is, and he, he thought this was his way of getting in and being relevant. And uh, I mean, you, you never know. Like, you know, it, it, it's an ERC twenty token, so I don't know how he'd manage it. But it'd be nice to hear. I invited him to co-host, so he feels more comfortable as well. <laughs> yeah, she gave him a co. Can you imagine if he just comes in and just kicks everyone? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a choice for this room. Why not? Why not? Let's see it happen. I want to see someone abuse power beyond belief right now. I think the more the more famous I've got within the Lunk community, the more I have been inspired to abuse power. Xerox is have you felt the same or different? No. No. Um I don't want to abuse the the power uh, that I hold. I I want to be fair and just. Um, and I want to save the Lung community from themselves, from their own ignorance and their own stupidity. I want to lead them to a better place where they can make money and they can raise their children and they can provide for their families and they won't die on this hill. They won't die on this ridiculous hill that they've created. It doesn't make a fucking lick of sense. Six months ago, you didn't know what a damn blockchain was and now you're willing to give up a guaranteed 5x just to die on some ridiculous hill and should be ashamed of yourselves. So I want to help them. I don't want to abuse my power at all. I just, I just think they don't really understand the, the, the proposal right now. So we can, we will yeah. educate them through merge club and they'll see the light. Yeah. I think it's fair to say they don't understand the current proposal. I think that, I think they I know this need kind to play it out. Silly, but isn't like the like can anyone make like a like a like a flyer with the five bullet points of exactly what it is that we need to know and, and mm. we need to digest. Yeah, well Ryan has, has produced some pretty informative threads, Kerry. Okay. Can he okay, I'll, maybe I'll look at it and make a I mean, I mean, I mean, in, in my in my pin tweet, there's a there's the delete document from the uh, from the slide deck that's been distributed end of September, and there's just a you know very simple um, flow diagram that you know 
seems yeah very easy to understand i'll look at that do you guys that's great do you guys ever talk to oscar ramos and matt perry because they're like they have so many followers on youtube who are into lunk it'd just be so great if you could just talk to them and let them spread whatever you want they'll do it probably they talk about you all the time actually um coach bruce um what's his name what are they like stalkers Oscar Ramos is actually Give my old friend. free consulting. Is anyone else who's snug as a bug in a rug right now? Well, I'd like some more people to come up and ask questions because we're all here. Like we've all volunteered our time. You know, we're busy, busy business professionals. We're, I'm an ex-Buddhist monk. Ears is a blockchain engineer. Sefi's uh, a doctor. There's a lot of very qualified people here, but it's this weird phenomena where whenever there's a gathering of qualified people, almost nobody takes advantage of it. I don't know whether it's like a, because people in the listeners panel have a sense of imposter syndrome or something like that, or, you know, I don't know what it is. It's, it's weird. There's a, a chance to get rich that nobody takes. I mean, as you've always said, it doesn't even have to be about crypto, does it? They can ask literally anything they can think of that we may have an answer to. Lunkship has said, I'm not criticizing, but I thought you were going to talk about Lunk. And I realize it's a dating club. Uh, no, there was some passionate conversation. Sorry, coach. There's some passionate conversation going on a little earlier about, you know, who was married, who's not married and trying to hook up. And it was very soft spoken. I almost got in the, No, no, we're just, we're filling time while we wait for you to come up, Lungship. Just uh, come up and set the topic. Can everyone just be quiet until Lungship comes up to pressure him? like levels of keyboard warrior yeah it's like you're a keyboard warrior you know, like some people might come up and speak but then would they do it face to face I would just encourage Lunkship to come up here and well, like, speak to us I want to confront him as well because why has he got Shib in his name why is he combining the best coin, the most decentralized coin, with some shitty dog coin. Like Lunk, Lunk is actually the community, whereas Shib is not the community, and Shib has almost no utility. Almost has no, to my knowledge, anyway, has almost no utility. And Lunk has a lot of utility as well as more being built. Did you see his comment? 
Yeah, I did. It's not nice. He has four children. That's him in there. Yeah. I'm just generating some homeless pictures of Chugs now. <laughs> like, like homeless pictures of me? Like, where, where, where did that come from? I'm just curious. Just to counteract, just to counteract the ones that were posted. Yin and Yang, you know, it has to, all things must be in balance. But how do we know if God existed and I was him? And I, 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 why could, why would God not? Why would God need a home? Surely he'd just sleep on the street and he'd be content as this is his creation. So technically it's not yin and yang, it's just a different scenario. This scenario. Wouldn't this be his home if this was his creation? So outside is still his home? Yeah, that, that, yeah. so it's got going to X. Where's the yang now? Um, is there any chance you can make me into a mermaid or a homeless person with your sure. AI? Mermaid, no problem. I've just replied to you, Chugs, with your home <laughs> homeless iterations. They're quite funny. Can you please post them so we can all see them? Yes. <laughs> they really did his face in here. Like <laughs> he looks so homeless. Like, Aww. the funny thing is, I'm looking at it, and it's kind of like, have you ever seen a ripped homeless guy? It's kind of false. Like, it's almost like a guy pretending to be homeless for the clout. Like, you know those people that sit outside, uh, like, Morrison's or something? Like, they move the trolleys pretending to be homeless, so you give them the pound at the end. And at the end of the day, they made, like, 500, 600 pounds just from doing that. And then they, they put their suit on, and they go out to dinner with their wives and stuff like that, or husbands. So it's a proper little business. Would you ever consider that as a career, Chugs? You could be one of the Morrison's homeless men with the push the trolleys. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you think about it, what? Nine to five, 2,500 a week, give or take. That's if you just do it, like, you know, five days a week, if it goes well. Like, say the scenario. That's not a bad wage if you think about it. No, like, wage, yeah. The thing is, it's just all cash, so that means you don't have to declare any of it to the government. Exactly, like you know, like what one week you're just like sitting in your nice little sedan, and then you come in with like a, a Lambo, and like everyone's like, well, "Where did the Lambo come from?" And you just go, "Oh yeah, my crypto did well." You don't, you don't ever have to admit that uh, <laughs> you sit outside Morrison's, taking scraps from people, like scamming old ladies out of their, their one pound trolley coins. Yeah, and then you can also sell drugs as well as a side hustle, because there's a lot of money there. No, not my thing. Like, uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, destroys too many lives. Or well, even if it's like trying at the side of the gym, like at the counter, where you get the membership, you have little vials of testosterone. Trend is probably the worst. You know, what, we we're gonna like piss Bruce off. We probably shouldn't talk gym. Every single time we talk gym, he starts getting like offended, and then he changes his like hand color and starts doing thumbs down. So uh, we should probably not go down that road. Oh, we hear a great every five minutes. So, Bruce, uh, I've been laying out my uh, my supreme project. Um, I had a few ideas about it, if you want to jump topics to that. Yeah, but I never heard your original. Because the merge crowd has not really um, 
emerged here to, uh, I don't know, like ask questions or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm willing to hear you out, Sefi, but there's no guarantee of investment. Right. So uh, the first thing I think that uh, a blockchain needs that uh, we haven't found in almost any coin, uh, the, the closest was uh, Luna with, uh, you know, the, the burning of Luna to make UST. And because UST was a very high demand item, that led to sort of like a really nice token model for Luna, uh, you know, had, had it been designed a little bit better and crashes not have occurred. Uh, it was basically set up correctly as far as like token economics in that you have to produce an internet native good to consume the supply of your coin. Um, it's like the simplest way to describe it. So, so the base layer of like the system I'm devising is basically that the primary chain, the coin basically is one way burned and it's burned in uh, one way to produce things like uh, NFTs and other objects that are used to play the game. So the primary chain will have a series of other chains subservient to it, like probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like seven to 12. I haven't figured out exactly how many I need. I uh, have to kind of keep working that out. But bottom line is like the only way to get the other components for the other chains is you can't buy them anywhere. You have to mint them from the primary chain to play the game. So the primary chain always is burned, um, you know, to create essentially the most you know, deflationary coin that you can ever produce. And the only way to make that work is the game that ensues from that. So the other chains would actually have to be really, really good so that, um, and then, you know, so I'll, but that's kind of the base, the base sort of layer concept of it is to produce the primary chain with essentially perfect tokenomics if such a thing could ever exist. So we'll see how it goes. So I don't want to go too into do too deep into it, but what do you think about that j basic premise for the primary, like uh, the main chain of the game, and then all the rest of it will be on subchains? That makes sense. The main chain of the game, or whatever. Yeah. Can you give a, a more a clearer definition for the game and also what the subchains involve? I've never heard you talk about this before, stuff. You, you've you had a space where you said you talked about it for like three hours, but I was never there. Before oh, okay. you continue, is this the randomizer chaotic game that you're on about? Like the, the really yeah. cool new one? Oh, yeah. Okay. That, that, that sounded amazing. Yeah. So um, it's basically getting together all of the incentive schemes of human psychology combined with the, the chaos of nature. Like think of the ocean. Um, like give me an example here. So the ocean, uh, I think everyone understands the ocean. It has waves. <clears throat> it has like it gets hot, it gets cold, it has hurricanes, it has tornadoes, storms, lightning. You know, there's all sorts of creatures that live in the ocean. But through that chaos, um, you have interesting things like sports can be built on top of it. For example, sailing or maybe scuba diving or swimming or whatever the hell, right? You can, or, or like uh, surfing and things like that. So what makes those, the, the environment interesting to have sports in? is the unpredictability and sort of like this is true of any extreme sport, whether you're in the mountains, whether you're in the oceans, the rivers or whatever. Right. So the idea is to create a base program for the, the base environment 
that um, uh, number one is a, a excellent financial primitive, but behaves in such a way that it mimics sort of like nature itself. Um, and that base layer of activities, it, on top of that, you're going to be able to build all sorts of things, games and tokens and a whole host of fuckery. And uh, basically, uh, it's going to take advantage of things like Luna Feather or something like um, uh, inter-blockchain security, where you can take a primary chain with its, all of its validators and you can build like seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, however many other subchains that you want. And each of those will actually the actions that you perform on those other chains will have an impact to the validators and the primary chain mechanics, such that the gamification of all of these other chains, where you can like use maybe a series of tokens, you stake it with this particular type of system and it increases that maybe the power of that validator for a period of time or you know slashing events or all sorts of things anyway the point is it introduces like a lot of imagine each chain being kind of a wave and they're all sort of moving separately and periodically they kind of harmonize in a sense and you know there may be a month or a week or you know three particular chains harmonize together and something cool can happen or you know something really bad can happen like a disaster like for example, or a hurricane or something like that on, on an ocean. And the entire system basically pushes the, the, the entire game, the human game pushes the system towards decentralization as a default concept. So like the problem with like validator networks right now and the problem with the cosmos right now is every, the biggest validator tends to get bigger and you know any attempts to sort of like decentralize that results in civil attacks. So this system will instead use civil attacks and all other forms of human craziness. Um, every element of human greed, all the things that you think about in terms of what people want to play, how they want to be entertained. And the human game will actually result in the final um, like components of decentralization that are missing in the blockchain space with the idea that like human systems always tend towards centralization. And you need to create so automated systems to cause destruction purposefully. And you might say, well, why would anyone put their money in something that could like, you know, where their money could be destroyed or something like that? Yeah, well, on the, on the average. Wait, what? <laughs> what you said? Just like, just like really, I mean, like it's, it's just, I love what you're saying, but it's just, the good point is, is that people continue to move to places where hurricanes are wild. Mm, yeah. So anyway, the um, the idea is that like the hurricane periodically comes and destroys centralized areas and rebalances them to some degree. But anyway, but when you mix a group of chains, all of which have direct the the game of playing on those chains has a direct effect on the primary chain. Um, the primary chain would be the the chain that you would maybe have your investment in. Like for example, like I might have been interested in Luna because. The UST Luna burn mechanism resulted in this like hyperdeflationary coin. Similarly, the playing of the game on all the other chains, and I've been putting out like a little piece of paper, like with all the <laughs> the different concepts of how each of them would work. But I suspect they're going to work in the main sociologic systems of like human value systems. So like um, the biggest sort of values as identified by like internet surveys as the things that people care about, like 
compassion, justice, uh, centralization, authority, um, individual liberty, uh, or decentralization, um, and things like purity, uh, things like symbolism. So there's a lot of interesting sort of um, uh, conceptual ideas that like Jonathan Haidt put together in his sociologic work of analyzing the internet and how people behave. And then you take all of those things, you know people care about these things, and you know they care about them because statistically the human race cares about them for sure, which means like with each of these chains, you'll have people that love them. You'll have people that really favor some maybe like a decentralization narrative and you have other people that favor like a centralization narrative, like the kids that want to produce DAOs and stuff. And then you have other people that have a, like a destructive tendency. And then maybe there's like a quote unquote, like science or fact-based nihilism chain where essentially like, like at the end of the day, like science is always bad news from the perspective of like, it doesn't really prescribe to you a happy outcome, but you know, sometimes the, you know, that group of people has their interest and wants. So like, I think there's about somewhere in the neighborhood of like seven to 12 basic core values. And then you can have all sorts of little tokens on each chain that can be produced. Like for example, the, you know, tokens that represent sin, tokens that represent um, like virtues, things of that nature. And you can gamify all of that by having combinations that people can use to attack other types of groups. So for example, if you are on the decentralization chain that favors decentralizing the network. Hey, and, mm -hmm, go ahead. Uh, I was yeah. just checking out Merge Protocol's Twitter and they have some kind of graphic where apparently if you merge Lunk into Luna, you get a something called a blump airdrop. Right. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw like the I don't know what you call this, like some kind of token incentivization graphic or whatever the hell these things are. But it looks like um, if you burn your lunk, it will put that lunk into like uh, some kind of money maker pool. And then and then you get the blump airdrop, blump, blimp, blump airdrop. The blimp, yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it blimp or blump? Fuck if I do. I think it's blimp. It sounds better. Maybe we can put a proposal to change the name. Let's be specific because it's confusing enough. Um, as I understand it, Blump is burned lunk unstaked market maker pool. So it's taken directly from that pool. So it's taking Luna Classic and putting it into a into like an LP and then and then what the rewards are going. I mean, I talked to the devs a little bit, and I understood that Astroport incentives were being omitted, but this is confusing. It seems to have a few different facets, doesn't it? So, so that imagine, they, Penta, do they know would you consider blunt? yourself a decentralized narcissist or a centralized narcissist? Sophie, how is that helpful? A centralist. <laughs> Just getting back to the game I was describing, the production of this thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's let's get back to that. So anyway, yeah, the the well the the merge idea number one, like this idea that you gamify uh Luna Lunk and all the other shenanigans in between. Um this is that's a, a in principle the concept I'm describing at one level, in that you know, you have imagine like seven to twelve chains. 
and there's all sorts of fuckery happening between them and you know like maybe the the angels versus the devils or maybe the the you know decentralized narcissist versus the you know nihilist centralist or something like that like you could have these interesting um sort of like uh paradigms where maybe your sort of like nft character or whatever has acquired a certain amount of like i don't know devil points or you know whatever the fuck right like you see you see my point and the chains themselves uh are integral to the game and the game itself is integral to the both the value proposition of the primary token and will be sort of like you know it'll be the the magic that creates like all the activity on the chain as well as like promoting decentralization and everything else so the all of the little sub tokens and everything technically on the open market would be considered worth zero um in fact everything would be considered worth zero the like once you once people start sort of paying for these things then the 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 price discovery begins you know maybe like only the primary coin of the the game actually has price discovery and all the other coins the price discovery happens as a result of what you know the demand for those is um on the secondary markets for each of those chains so it's like any kind of dex or burn architecture that's it would be all built in you wouldn't need to actually like create anything else besides what cosmos chain sort of natively do and i don't think you, you like you don't have to compromise or make complicated security issues um make it really really simple and then the other thing too is the primary chain would be immutable by the way so that like there's no governance there's no voting none of that shit so basically it's pure deflation you know pure hyper deflationary and then all of the other shenanigans happen on all of the chains so you might ha even have like for example the symbolism chain which you know bruce might like it'd be like uh the the sort of production of ideas the production of memes the production of sort of like influence and like you might even have ways that you could maybe even win <laughs> you could win you could win like influence um points and you could win uh like tokens and such for maybe like you produced a youtube video or something like that wait i'm sorry Steffi, is this how blump works no this is something this is a project that i'm producing no, it's his own idea. Yeah, this is different. You came in late, maybe. It's his own idea. You're like actually going to make this? Like you're producing it? How far along are you in the process of like making this this a reality? Um, it's on a napkin. So if it goes based on like most of my other napkin projects, I don't know. Usually, maybe a few months. Like this is, sounds really interesting. I, I like it, Seffi. I mean, I just. Like the yeah, fact that you, it's yeah, can you expand on Well, that's some serious feedback from somebody. I think Gabe needs to mute his mic or something. My, my mic. I think, I, you know, I think it's key for all of us when I say, "Lord Doquan, who art in heaven, give us the tools to create any blockchain we like. Give us the the tools to implement any parameters we like." Any number of, of main chains and sub chains and have it all work in perfect harmony. Lord Dogquan, please give us this feather. Please make it as easy as a feather to deploy blockchains and make them reach minimum levels of security and economic viability and help us take advantage of interchain alliances. Make it as easy as possible. Make sure all of the devs out there, all of the Rust devs, all of the smart contract devs, that they lose their jobs because it is so easy and intuitive to create these chains ourselves. 
Thank you, Lord Do Kwon. Yeah, and you could like for, at natively, you could have these this system of chains I've created. You can have it support like any. Um, you could have it uh, have an effect on other blockchains in the cosmos. Like for example, you know, like a Chihuahua chain or Kajira chain, or whatever. People can, you know, create interesting sort of interconnections between those things, and it's like the entertainment options are really really wild and like the thing is right now cosmos has a lot of different chains but we don't really have besides the atom token which people buy like there's not that many coins out there that really capture the value of the cosmos and this sort of like inner blockchain connectivity and i think the gamification um will have this like unifying effect um on everybody it'll have an effect on like you know pretty much anybody that's is interested in doing anything then can come to us and say hey look uh would you mind promoting you know our particular uh, project through this you know process somehow and you know you, so you could create all sorts of interesting uh beautiful connections and i think it'll be sort of like unparalleled in in history of crypto in terms of like what what could be made in terms of an attention machine right because another big thing in crypto is like how do you attract attention virally in this sort of like web three twitter youtube sort of space and that at the end of the day is like what all these ridiculous venture capital firms pay for and if we produce something that's essentially free um that doesn't have any venture capital no team tokens none of that shit if teams or validators or whatever the fuck they want to invest in it they can bring their own money to the table period end of story so like if i buy a million bucks worth of my own coin and uh, you you get there late, that's your problem, right? So this way, there's no actual VCs. Every there's like a fair launch for all of the different little, you know, chain components. There's a fair launch for whatever, you know. The, and and it, you create a system that actually makes it very very easy for a new person to show up. Like in order to play the game to really get involved, uh, you don't need to be like some kind of pre-existing whale or something like that because that that type of game never works over the long run. So over the longer term, like I think this type of system where it's a true community chain, but you don't have the, the, the drawn out bullshit fighting that not all these supposed communities always have. The nature of the sub chains is that you can pick the chain that fits with your mental ethos and then you can fight all the other chains ad nauseum and people can. Like, so the actions on the chains actually are the governance events, if you think about it in a way. So if you want to do something a certain way, well, you pick the chain you want, and then you can attack the other chains. And the primary chain so, doesn't care because so there is no could, governance. Could you potentially integrate Blump for this? Of course. That's that's a good idea. And I think maybe that's the, the route we should take is to bring liquidity from Luna and Lunk into the uh, this new um, project that I'm building. So, and surely we can introduce this on Terra Station and everything, right? So it's similar to then mer like merge protocol where it's like a vampire attack. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Although this is really going to be so small, probably worthless. So I wouldn't suggest anyone really pay attention to it at all. More of like a passion project, you'd say. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but would it have some sort of tokenomics similar to Blump? No, not really, because uh, uh, Luna and Lunk tokenomics suck. That's why. Yeah, like there, there. Like once, once I produce the proper tokenomic, there will be like there. Will be, we create a system where there's no comparison on the planet, 
And then we just simply watch as the magic takes place. This is just the Satoshi way, right? Like this is how, you know, the principles of Bitcoin, for example, play out. We need the Bitcoin of the cosmos, but we need it to be done with a, with a proof of stake network based system. And nobody has produced what I'm talking about yet. Nowhere in, nowhere in the uh, crypto space. So I've been paying mm -hmm. attention very closely for the number of years to sort of like figure out what it is that we're missing. And I think I've figured it out. We'll get there. Blump. This sounds blump, really yeah. Right. So yeah, blump, Definitely. of course. It's always nice to hear you in the flow state. Anyway, Bruce, any life. thoughts on the matter? Any theories about how uh, you think something like that could be made really fun? Did you hear Zara just then, Sophie? Oh, no. no, I think my connection must be broken or something. You might need to rejoin Zara. Hold on. Give me, oh, maybe it's her. Maybe it's me. Give me a sec. I'll be back. Great. Now we've figured out how to get rid of him. We can have a real fun party. I see the founder of Merge Protocol has joined us again, JG. How's it going? Are you actually the founder of Merge Protocol? Is that a joke? Uh, no, it's a joke, but I had a question about it. I had a question about it. When, when this bridge goes into effect, if it goes into effect and people bridge their classic, is that going to almost be like a burn? Does that make classic deflationary or what does that do to the supply technically? I, was, I didn't understand what would happen. Does anybody know? I don't really know because they they're rele they've released. I mean, on their, all I have to go on really is their Twitter page and a conversation I had um, with the devs like two three days ago. But like on the basis of their, it's weird. Like the I'm having a look at their latest diagram. I've only just looked at it now. It looks like it's being transferred. I guess via IBC to the Luna blockchain. Some appears to be burned. I guess that's like a an incentive for the lunk people to burn, although it doesn't make sense because you've got in order to to um, burn something, you've got to lose your entire holdings. I guess so. That's a bit strange, but um, I guess if somebody wants to do it anyway, then it helps lunk in return. Um, and then I guess the rest of the lunk is it goes to some kind of liquidity pool that is maybe has lunk as one of the pair. I'm not sure though. It's it's a bit odd. Um, I think I understand the overall concept, but I don't understand the particulars, and I don't understand exactly where the lunk is going. Have you had a look, Ryan Lyon? I don't know. Maybe you could explain. Yeah, it seems to be getting mixed messages um, from the various merge protocols. Cause I think there's there's two that are currently claiming to be merge protocol. Um, you know. I stumbled, you know, I was contacted following my thread yesterday from a couple of uh, well-known community uh, validators that are both Lunk and Luna validators who asked not to be mentioned because they're still considering whether to accept the incentives to support the governance proposals. And they shared with me, you know, a pitch deck from a few months ago. Um, and... That seemed to me to to just be suggesting that that Lunk is essentially swapped into Luna, and that additional Luna incentives are provided via uh, the conversion of the the Oracle Rewards pool on Lunk and a community pool grant from Luna, um, to essentially sort of boosty, uh, boosty uh, Lunk transfer uh, Lunk mergers. Um, but yeah, I mean, since then. They've obviously iterated a little bit, and there seems to be a burn element. 
there's potentially a token. I'm not sure how committed they are to that, but uh, yeah, definitely sort of mixed messages at this point. I'm really enraged right now. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to uh, interrupt you, Zara. Sorry, Zara. That's okay. Carry on, Bruce. All right. Here's my question, Ryan, just as somebody who's a bit less familiar with blockchains and stuff. Um, if the if the lunk is sent via IBC to the Luna blockchain and the amount of lunk on the Luna blockchain rises a great deal. So imagine that half of the current lunk on the lunk blockchain right now is transferred over to Luna. So half of it, say there's a, a 1 billion market cap right now for lunk. Imagine that 500 million is transferred over to, to Luna. And then imagine that the lunk blockchain closes down. The, the validators wind down, maybe the, the Oracle rewards pool runs out or something like that. At that point, can can Lunk still survive as its own token on the Luna blockchain? I'm, I'm just imagining, is it like a, you know, when a, a country has warfare or something, you know, maybe right now Ukraine has a lot of warfare and people in Ukraine are moving to other countries like Poland. Um, if there's a situation like that, where there's a lot of warfare and, and you know, liquidity is lost on the Lunk blockchain, can the community just migrate and hold Lunk on Luna? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure of the answer. So, um, Lunk would be able to be transferred as a as a native uh, blockchain token via IBC to the Luna blockchain. Um, it would still exist as a as a CW twenty on the Luna blockchain, but whether or not it would ho- it would retain any value is is difficult to say. Um, so yeah, I'm not entirely sure how that would work out. Well, I mean, if, the, if if you assume that the community is the value and they transfer over their funds to Luna and they establish their community there and and they have the same you know kind of social hierarchy and the influences are there and everyone is there. Um, and they can trade it into, say, it's paired with Luna on the Luna blockchain. There's a Luna slash Lunk pair, and it maybe is accruing value against Luna. Um, and then if they want to go off the blockchain, they can just transfer it into Luna, send it up to the exchange, and pay for whatever they need to pay for, you know, kids' uniforms or anything. Um, I think that could be a brilliant solution because that would allow the the movement or the migration of the community over to the Lung blockchain, while at the same time keeping the token they so value. There's there's no need to maybe I don't know if Merge Protocol have thought about this, but I think there's a way to ensure the migration happens without losing the native token, which is what people are so attached to. Hey Bruce, I think this is crazy talk, all right? This is crazy talk. Stop threatening Lunk's independence with this insanity and this nonsense. I love Lunk and the rest of you, all of you talking about bridges, merges, blockchains, all of this nonsense that you're making up out of your head, it's fool talk, it's idiocy. And if you if you love Lunk, you hate all of this. And if you like any of this stuff, then you're an idiot, you're a dumb idiot, and you should log off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I guess I'm just trying to find compromises because I, I want us to do the best for the community, but I don't want us to annoy Merge Protocol either. Are they that powerful? Notice, 
a lot of strategies that can be implemented with these potential uh, rollouts from Merge and any of these opportunities. It goes both ways. Like Coach said, you could open up the bridge the other way too. But I think it's interesting what you said about right now with the token coming over and having its own identity because what's the st- we know that multiple tokens can be used as gas on a chain. Kujira does it, right? We know that, I'm just saying like, what if that, that all came over and people just built dApps that only did stuff in Loom? I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's possible. Is that you speaking as a founder of Merge Protocol, JG? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was that cool. I'm you not actually that stealth, man. No, you hell actually... no. <laughs> I promise I'm not. Because you're taking like some weird continuous interest in it. Like it's it's. Well, I'll tell I you wanna... what it's a bit like. <laughs> I, I'll be a bit. I'll be a bit silly here. What it's a bit like is you know when somebody commits a crime and then they can't help but come back to the crime scene just to have a look around. It's a bit like that. You're kind of hanging around. Everything's to do with mergers. Well, no, you know what I miss? I miss from Luna days. I miss things that we could do and have strategies and like arbitrage and like find ways to earn interestingly, right? Like ways that was like the awesome part of Luna is that we got together and like figured out fun, interesting ways to learn and put your money to work. And so this protocol, all it does, I don't know anything about it, right? And I'm just saying that if it is safe, if it is good, it does present some economic possibilities that we should not ignore if it's going to happen. I want to be educated. That's like my favorite part about this space. Mm, yeah, but you can see how like you might make money and there might be ARB opportunities and whatever. But at the same time, it does fuck over the lung community. So that's not good. No, I'm not. But you're not. I mean, my whole point is, is that I just want to be prepared. If something does happen, I don't want to be the last person to understand how it works. Yeah, but the thing is, Ryan, you're throwing the lump community under the bus right now. All of everything that we've all worked for, all of the utility, and by utility I mean community that we've made, and the unity that we've felt, you're just going to chuck it right under the bus, under the lorry, just so you can get a couple of cheap bucks. Is that what we all mean to you? No, no, I agree 100%. Actually, thank you for letting me speak. My name is Josh. Slay. Uh, hey, Josh. I think I've got kicked off of this space. I get kicked off of a lot of spaces. but No, I would never. I don't know who you kicked you out, but it's certainly not me. This space is a Greek agora, a place where anyone can come and talk about their ideas, no matter how offensive they are. So never, ever, ever. My ideas be... aren't ideas. I am... I... Uh, I was all about Luna. Um, I had Luna, Prism, all the cohorts. Well, not all of them, a lot of them. And I'm just, I'm not even caught up with what the whole process moving forward from the devastation has been. I've been reevaluating everything in life. So... Again, to back up what Gord is saying, uh, the 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 system was very attractive because it was a perpetual, you know, thing, and that's where I got lost in a lot. I mean, Mars and all this, and I can't keep up. Is there uh, like a tutorial for like people like me that can just? kind of get funneled into where things are going because 
nothing is stopping. And I just kind of want to, I'm trying to stay with the present. And now I'm getting caught up with, no offense, the past, even though you lunk, you know. I think sometimes when you dip your feet into a small stream or river, you feel really good. And I think the less you think about crypto, the better. And I think none of this is real, apart from what you feel. And what you feel from this is bad. So you should do other things that make you feel good. She's yeah. not entirely wrong when about I hear that. You, when I hear you, I think that guy has to go and chop down some trees. Go work in the forest. Like what's done is done with the crash. It is what it is. You can't change the past. So dwelling on the past isn't going to make your life any better. It's going to make it much worse. Um, so really, I would probably, if you're still filled with this hurt, just ignore it. Just pretend it's not there. And then just do loads of other stuff. And don't ever think about the past again. Just live in the present forever. So how do I convert Lunk and that stuff? I mean, because I do have a full-time job. Um, And I I do stack wood. So, I mean, it's just to try and get caught up on maybe things that I put my heart into and knowing what to do from here forward. I mean, it's not a big lift for. You don't need to look at any charts or any little candles. You don't need to look at what even the stuff that you hold is worth. You You can literally just write down all of your seed phrases or whatever in a little notebook, put it on top of your bookshelf, and then don't look at it for the next five years. And in five years, you can check your wallets or whatever. And either you'll be rich or you'll have nothing. But by then, that money won't matter anyway. The less you think about it, the better. Just make some decisions now and never think about them again. Um, And what do you do for work? What's your normal job? I build railroads. Okay, that's cool. So basically... You can start also making a collection of stolen um, metalwork from the from the railroads in your basement, and then you can build a little house out of that, like a metal shack. And then I actually have a house built out of granite that was it's carved into the house is eighteen forty nine. That's balling. That's balling. I think I actually told you this. I don't think so. I believe I did. No, you you definitely haven't. I think I was tripping on mushrooms one night and told you that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, great. That took a weird turn. <laughs> so you're saying my lunk is lunk and. I'll just leave that in the, I'll just leave it where it is. Well, you could convert it to Blump first. Sounds like a scam. Sounds like a Ponzi. Ignore, ignore. Blumpkin? No, just Blump. It's uh, Burnt Luna 
used in market making protocol or something? Joshua, are are you for or against merging Lunk into Luna? I haven't really thought about it. All right, I removed him. The, The immediate answer should be, I'm against it. No tolerance for anything else. What if we could potentially have people merge their blump back into the Lunk chain? So we would have like L blump. I really don't like the way you say blump. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, how would you say it? B lump. How would you? Well, if we merged blump back into B lump, it would, it would be. L blump. So, how would you say that? L B lump. Why would you say B lump, but then you don't say L unk? Right. Why would you turn a one syllable word into two syllables? Well, why does a flower bloom? Well, why does a flower bloom? You're really <laughs> making me uncomfortable. Honestly, Pantera, I said that and I felt myself being so fucking nasal. So I'm really glad you put me on my place there. <laughs> I missed it. Sorry, you sound like you're a hundred year old woman. I love it. I was snug as a bug in a rug. We all should be. This should be a snug bug club, not lunk merge club. I don't even know what lunk is or merge. This is a bug club. Everyone here is a bug. I'm trying to get rich, Zara. I don't think that's going to happen here. To be honest, I just don't get the impression. I think everyone's been a little bit depressed after the the release of information about Merge Protocol. There has definitely been like a kind of a heavy sense of depression, a little bit of grief, a little bit of like, oh dear all over these every space today i've been in i've been in like loads of different spaces by loads of different people i think it's like a i don't know it's like um it's like you know we had covid then we had the ukraine war then we had the lunar crash then we had ftx and now the merge like when's it gonna fucking end when's it gonna fucking end so i i feel the same but you know at the same time i know i need to be strong for the whole community i know that in this time of suffering and potential threats, I need to be the one that that speaks up. And it's often hard because as a leader, you also need to take care of yourself. So, you know, a, a lot of my day, the last few days was spent reassuring all the people around me, like everything's going to be all right. We're going to sort this out. We're going to fix it. You know, we, we're going to make sure we we don't allow the community to be taken advantage of. We don't allow validators to be bribed, you know, all this stuff. And most of my energy has just been reassuring people again and again and again. It's like, um, you know, the, the, the higher up I've got in business and, and leadership, the more my job has been about reassuring people and making them feel special. That's really it. It's almost the entirety of it, which is quite interesting, really, because when I had when I was coming up in business and I had these initial conceptions of like, 
what a CEO does. I was imagining this like jam-packed day full of like 15-minute meetings about very specific things and challenges in the business or whatever. But really, when you get high enough, you've delegated most of it. And then it's just a question of you being a kind of a therapist or the the balancing force of the whole company, reassuring people everything's going to be all right. You know, the, we don't need to worry about the merge. Just just carry on working. We'll get there. You'll build utility. You know, that that's what I've been like lately. Um, but it's, I don't know. I'm just going to allow myself to feel a little bit sad about it now. And then I'll pick myself back together in about five minutes. I think people have just less of a patience like for these new projects. I just really feel like it's true. It's going to take a while and you have to really commit and things will work out if people work together and really spend the time and that it really will happen. It's just that you really have to be patient. I do believe that. Like it's not going to happen in maybe six months, maybe a year, maybe two years, but it will happen if people stay committed. Yeah. Ryan, do you think the lung community should be depressed about what's happening? Should they ignore it? Like what's the, what's your emotional feeling? I think it depends on, you know, on what they, what they want. Right. So if they, if they want a, um, a continued, well, I I think you're probably going to have two forces within the, within the lump community, you're going to have the people who are there who are looking at a, you know, potentially a sort of 50% plus increase in the dollar value of the tokens that they're holding, um, who will probably pro-merge. And then you've got the people who want to retain. So let's, let's rewind a little bit. So that, that increase in dollar value, according to these diagrams, would be both in Luna and in B. What was it B Lump as well? Blump, Blump and Luna combined. You're saying yeah. that that was converted into dollars again via a centralized exchange or whatever, or maybe Axelar USDC or something like that. That would be worth about fifty percent more. I mean, that's the proposition. I mean, the, the documents that I saw were talking about, you know, potentially a hundred to hundred and fifty million dollars in incentives uh, being given to uh, lunk mergers depending on uh, depending on the actions that they take us during the any potential merger. Um so so yeah so so say you had fifteen hundred dollars worth of, of lunk, you would have that sort of converted to fifteen hundred dollars worth of Luna plus Boosted rewards depending on the actions that you took. I think there was a, a time locking element. There was um, a, a, a boosty for existing uh, lunar stakers. So yeah, potentially like a, a significant. And then and then we we obviously don't know whether there'll be a token, whether this lump token will come to fruition, but that will also have the financial value as well. So so yeah. Um, yeah. Just for maybe I don't know if you are an expert on this, but you're probably the person who's dug into this the most it's fair to say mm-hmm. mm, so the one thing i don't understand entirely 
is I know I know decentralized exchanges are incentivized to give out emissions like Astroport on on Luna Classic mm -hmm. on Luna 2.0 are incentivized to give out emissions because that attracts liquidity and the value of that liquidity is is more than its own value right so um it it's it's there's a strong incentive for an exchange to to emit rewards um to incentivize people to provide LPs what i don't understand entirely is i understand that part of the the reward for people who merge their lunk will come from emissions but is that the only thing is it going to be community pool grants as well like what's let me simplify where are all these rewards coming from exactly what's your understanding of it does some of it depend on other things or is it like do you have a clear picture of it so i i think there's 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 three main sources right so there's the um there's the oracle rewards pool on the long chain uh which has got i think roughly 280 billion uh luna uh, or lunk sorry in the uh in the Oracle pool, which is currently valued at about $45 million at market value. Um, so that's going to form part of, part of the incentives. Uh, if, if, uh, Lunk governance choose to, to release it to, to merge protocol, then you've got the, um, Terra community pool, which has got currently got 300 million Luna. And again, at sort of market value, uh, that's $450 million. I, I don't expect that, obviously don't expect that all of that would be uh, put towards merge protocol. Perhaps there would be a, a matched incentive program, perhaps slightly less, um, still to de be determined. And then, the, and then the third source of, of, um, uh, of funds would be, uh, Astroport lock, uh, Astroport emissions, um, potentially utilizing 50 million Astro that have been put aside for a lock drop. That's a smaller amount dollar wise, I think sort of in the sort of three to $5 million uh, range. Um, so, so those would be the incentives that would be, um, that would be brought to the table. I think if we, if they were successful in going down that path, um, you would see the Oracle pool rewards from Lunk be slowly converted into Luna which not only would be uh, given to to mergers as incentives, um, but it would also kind of slowly also push up the price of of Luna as those conversions would be made. Um, so that would you know potentially boost uh, boost dollar value rewards even further. So uh, those are the three. Uh, mm. the it may, I guess some of that depends upon proposals on both halves because you don't get automatic spends of the community pool. It has to be voted in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, that's I what I would say to say yeah. to the, the Lunk people who are saying there is no merge. I think that there's definitely proposals coming and then the decision is up to both the Lunk and the Lunar communities as to whether whether they accept those proposals. And then then it will be t determined whether there is a merge or not. Mm. So I guess an, an interesting, if you see it kind of like a pipeline where um, the Lunk is sent across to the Lunar blockchain, it's, it's merged and they gain, a, I don't know, approximately a 50% increase in value or something like that. I guess the other component of this is 
maybe the the fundamental assessment of the value of Luna will also go up at the same time because right now Luna is a blockchain full of builders and it's quite barren and derelict otherwise there are people building but there's not really a community whereas if the community moves over to the Luna blockchain from an investor's perspective from a VC's perspective doesn't that make Luna way more bullish than it otherwise would and and doesn't that of itself increase the value a lot of the Luna token. So you're not only getting a 50% increase in the value on the dollar of the immediate transfer, the immediate um, incentive reward, but I guess you're also, if you hold Luna, experiencing the price increase of a change in fundamental value. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the, you know, I'm still on the fence on this proposal, um, but, but I think that's one of the, the most bullish elements of the proposal is the, the bringing together of essentially three, or I sort of break it down into three interested parties. You've got the uh, the Lunk community who are extremely energetic, mostly retail, uh, are bringing a lot of attention on social media to uh, to the Lunk blockchain currently, and could bring that that energy to to the Luna blockchain. And um, you've got the what say that let's say the lunar ogs uh, the, the the previous uh, terra v1 community who have uh, largely migrated over to lunar v2 i would describe a lot of those people as as probably uh, educators and, and defi natives and then you've got a third party which is the the original terra vcs so a lot of the biggest vcs uh, in crypto that were previously invested in Terra that are now sort of locked into uh, Terra V2 through vesting for the next, I believe it's the next four years, who are also incentivized in in um, in 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 seeing the success of of Terra V2. And I think you know the power of those three communities coming together would be a huge attraction for for potential builders. I mean, there already were a lot of builders building on 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 original Terra. There are still some that are that are that have stuck around, um, but I think it'd be a huge incentive, particularly in a bear market where we're seeing on-chain engagement probably at an all-time well, uh, 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 let's say a eighteen twenty-four month low. Um, you'd have this huge community brought together, all incentivized to to make the chain a success. So. I think that's uh, a really interesting concept. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, just just to clarify my position as the the founder of LunkDAO, we'll be voting no for anything like this if it's ever a community grant or human community pool proposal. Um, I think it's, you know, usually I'm a rational person. Usually I refer to logic and rational thinking to make my decisions and that's how i've always been i was a like a maths whiz as a kid and i've always been filtering reality through logic but i think with this one i've invested so much time now so much heart so much emotion and my personal money to to burning lunk and everything that there's no way in hell that I would ever support anything that loses Lunk's independence. Um, it, it's quite strange the way people migrate to these virtual realms, these these cyber realms, these blockchains now, because we really do form 
tribal relationships with them. It's almost like defending your nation or something after a certain point. You know, when we say the Lunk community, we really feel like this is the, the country we've landed in and we need to defend its honor. And if any foreign invaders get close or threaten its independence, we're going to fight the hell back. So that's how I feel. I feel like I am the, maybe my by my position, by my, you know, the length of time I've invested in this thing, I feel like I'm the guardian of Lunk. I feel like I'm the guardian, like I need to protect it. And that's my role. So I'm never going to vote for anything like this. But at the same time, I am curious how these things work because I think it's easy to dismiss them out of hand on the basis of the the emotional sentiment around them. But, you know, maybe, Ryan said before, maybe there's a situation where we fork the same thing over to Lunk and then use it in reverse and it kind of backfires on them or something. Mm. And all these uh, lunar investors who are currently trapped or landlocked a little bit end up transferring their tokens into Lunk. Now, wouldn't that be a funny sign? That's that's definitely a possibility. Um, you know, you were asking me how how you know how sentiment is in the monk community, and I think it's you know what, that's exactly what I was getting to. You're gonna you're gonna have two factions. You're gonna have those that see the dollar signs and uh, and kind of jump. And I think uh, we saw. I think we pinned a tweet up here from uh, from Merge Protocol who already. Uh, who have already started this sort of pre-commit uh, process of, of taking pre-commits for those who are who are committing early to the merge, and then you're going to have people like yourself who are emotionally invested in in the Lunk community, and um, uh, you know th- there could be potential potential infighting between those two factions, and I think Merge Protocol are playing it very interesting in the fact that they probably those that move earliest are probably going to see the the biggest value um and and then we'll probably try and stir stir the community to follow them uh to to continue to pump their bags basically so um it's going to be interesting dynamics over the next few months mm-hmm. i think as this thing plays out no it is really interesting i have to, i have to respect their their intelligence in choosing this marketing angle too because as I understand it, anything could basically be the token sold to make this protocol work. It's just that they're using the bridge, the IBC bridge, and connecting it to to Lunk. But the actual bare bones protocol, um, that doesn't necessarily require Lunk. It's just that they've chosen this, this maybe deployment as the first instance of the app, the way to bootstrap it, which I think is really interesting because you know, maybe a certain amount of the community have this desire, and also mm, the the even the negative attention around it, even the drama as has happened on Twitter the last like two three days, even the drama is is all attention for this process, and I guess it's resulted in them getting a lot of pre commits and things like that. You know, I saw on the the Twitter page that they've had like mm, something like five hundred million lunk or something like that pre committed which is pretty astonishing in, in 24 hours. So I don't know how many people are actually going to do this. Um, but I have to respect the, the ingenuity of, 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 I guess, marketing positioning to bootstrap a protocol. You know, it reminds me of, of like um, these, these early stories of startups like Airbnb and the way they started. You know, there were um, college kids 
and they noticed that a conference came into town and the people at the conference didn't have enough hotel rooms in local places. So they ended up just getting a load of air beds and putting them in their friends' rooms and stuff like that. And then it continued. And it's like, ah, oh, that's an interesting, it's an interesting start of the journey, right? Like a little bit of resourcefulness and to tap into the, the kind of latent dormant um, capacity for drama in the Lunk community and the way they would focus attention on this, that, that is interesting, especially when the market is crashing, right? And people are thinking like, oh, maybe there's a better move here or whatever. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I respect it on the one hand. On the other, I think it's like very distasteful given everything we've built. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I mean, you know, it's called a vampire attack for a reason, right? Um, sucking the liquidity out from, from one chain to another. And, you know, it, it may be just just the start of things for, for Merge Protocol. So um, if you think about the, the the Terra V2 community pool, and let's say let's say that we we threw uh, or they threw fifty million dollars worth of that community pool at at the the Lunk Vampire Attack. What's to say that they wouldn't go and do a similar thing to Juno, um, for example? Uh, you know, an, another uh, IBC enabled uh, Cosmos SDK based blockchain. Um, that's kind of struggling to attract developers and struggling to to gain traction, but yet it's a very similar blockchain and very easily uh, very easy to convert smart contracts from from that chain and, and and for builders who are building on that chain to to move to Terra Vito. So you know you could see um, you could see uh, other IBC chains be targeted by Merge Protocol following this initial. Uh, vampire attack on on Lunk. Mm. I guess it's politically interesting because they've chosen to extract the liquidity from Lunk into Luna, but I wonder how agnostic the developers are. I mean, I mean, I wonder if they're like Terra OGs or if they they're building some other thing on Luna or something. I wonder if they care about the the directionality or if they're also going to deploy it on Lunk or you know, de deploy it to extract liquidity from Juno as well. Um, that's an interesting question. Like what are their, what are their fundamental motives? Is it just the fact that they had an idea and they're, they're just making this thing and they happen to be Luna builders or is it like they have a specific agenda to, to try and suck out the liquidity? So there's part of that that I'm like, Hmm, who are these people? Like, why aren't they being more transparent about, why they're doing it in the first place you know it's it's you can build transparent DeFi protocols but at the same time there's a million things you can build you can build you know nft marketplaces you can build um dexes standalone on the same chain you can build anything you like really you know various derivatives you can start you know a liquid um staking derivative you can do loads of things there are there are so many things to do or, or you could maybe bridge to the real world in various ways start a bank um that connects to crypto so, like, why have they chosen this specifically? You know, is it just an opportunity, or is it is it some political stance? That's what I'm not sure about. So, so, so my current hypothesis, although it could easily change, is that is that this is coming from within uh, the Terra V2 ecosphere. So, I, I can't figure out if that's you know the alliance led by. JG, who's up here on the stage, and, and and the conglomerate of validators and projects that that he's pulled together, 
whether it's um whether it's something to do with Astroport, we talked yesterday about you know had they put this uh, put this fifty million Astro for a second lock drop together in anticipation of, of launching this, uh, and 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 the rumours you know the, the kind of what I'm hearing from my sources is that this is potentially ter- this is potentially VC backed. So so could this be Jump? Could this be Hash? Could this be Galaxy Digital, Arrington Capital? You know, all of those big VC chains that were on Terra V1 funding this. You know, I'm not getting the impression that Merge Protocol in itself is trying to make a profit, but in but in but to essentially bootstrap um, Terra V2. And and you mentioned that you know bribes had been uh, offered to um uh, to to validators including yourself um yeah. and you have to wonder where is that where is that money coming from right if if they're if they're a kind of straight out of the ground protocol where are they getting sort of 20,000 lunar in, in your case i think you've mentioned sort of figures around 5,000 lunar for lower stature uh, stature validators Where's that yeah. coming from? And, and and the indication I'm getting is that that's coming from from VCs. Yeah, um, it would make sense because a lot of VCs bought at a higher price than their Luna is right now. You know, some of them sold near the peak, but many of them are locked in, aren't they? I think Jump is locked in. I think um, other I can't remember the exact breakdown. Others are locked in, and you could imagine there is a massive incentive for them to pump the price of of Luna so they can exit. Um, and also, who has enormous quantities of money but these funds, you know? While the rest of us have been suffering in this market, they've been shorting, you know, they've been, they've been selling, they've been arbitraging, they managed to buy into tokens at, you know, less than 10 times the price that the public did they're they're having a great time you know they're making money this is this chaos is the time they make the most money um so you could imagine if there was a situation where they could input a hundred million dollars or whatever to build something like this and then increase the value the underlying value of their tokens locked into the the lunar blockchain um by more than that amount there would be an incentive for them to invest um that that i guess would be an interesting hypothesis because i can't imagine anyone else is incentivized to do it um i can't imagine that lunar builders would do it because they're working on their own projects and it's kind of a reputational risk if they're ever to be found out or something like that um i hmm, i don't think tfl would ever risk touching anything like this ever i absolutely don't think it's them and and you know after the collapse and the reputation damage and stuff, no way in hell they're ever touching anything remotely um, sketchy or that might be distasteful. So I think the only people left really are like rogue builders who didn't get allocated any project um, from the emergency allocation fund or any grants and VCs. And I think among the two, it's going to be determined heavily on how much outside investment there is. You know, if if it's something where millions of dollars are being poured in um, to bootstrap the protocol and make it work and incentivize the the merging of Lunk into Luna, it's probably VCs, right? Whereas if it's done um, pretty bare bones, just you know, bootstrapped from almost nothing with pre commits only, 
then I guess we're looking at the the terror builders who weren't allocated in the emergency allocation. I, I think this is I think this is too sophisticated to be the, the let's say the non allocated terror builders, right? Because I think we we all saw that uh, you only had to have a bare bones of a project idea, and 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 you were getting uh, terror builder allocation. So um, I, I just think this is too sophisticated to be coming from from those guys. But but that's just my view. Although I must say, I, I was surprised to see the 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 blump token, the airdrop around that uh, suggested. Um, because yeah, m- my impression was that this was a, let's say a more altruistic uh, protocol that that aims to to boost their uh, their value on on Terra V two rather than kind of make it all back through a. Through a through a token distribution, but uh, I'm not sure if 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 the blump thing is is the final design, whether that was uh, kind of leaked accidentally. Um, difficult to say at this point. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading books like the Lean Startup as well when I was you know first starting business and and founding businesses and things. And one thing they always talked about is validating ideas. So part of me is wondering, like, hmm, are they just throwing this out there, throwing up these these mock-ups and a few different concepts and seeing how the community responds to them, maybe maybe seeing how many pre-commits they can get first? Um, maybe their plan is just to get, like, millions of dollars of pre-commits first, um, people signing up with their wallets, and then they know, like, oh, there's actually a big use for this or something. Um, so I'm thinking in that way as well, like, I, not that I'd ever do anything like this, but I, I'm thinking like if I was to have minimal capital and want to build something similar, I would certainly use Twitter in order to validate that the idea is good. And I would certainly try and get either pre-orders or um, pre-commits of people's wallets to get them to to sign some kind of transaction or something like that in order to know that there's actually a need and a want. Um, otherwise you can, you can risk building things that, you know, people don't necessarily use. Um, I remember, you know, in, in my time founding businesses and and running businesses, probably thousands of people have approached me over time. And the thing I've noticed again and again and again is that most people, they tell you their ideas and they end up doing nothing despite whatever feedback you give them. But also a lot of people fall into this trap of just like, investing a lot of money like i've had people who've talked to me and they've had some idea and i've said great just like try and get your first sale for the minimum or try and get a pre-order or something like that and they've ended up spending say a hundred thousand pounds getting a sophisticated series of apps developed um, and websites and everything else and i i've been kind of like shaking my head because i thought like why would you spend so much money on an idea before you've even made one sale like that that's a massive risk not only in money but also your time like the, the most beautiful pivots and changes to businesses happen in the the first sequence of sales when you get the feedback from the customers and your idea starts to refine itself and then it starts to look more mature over time you get product market fit so if I was running something like Merge Protocol, I think I would take exactly this approach. I would start to um, put things out there. I would pro Twitter. I would make pre-commits. And I would keep my cards under the table a little bit um, as to how much I've actually built 
and what my exact plan is. So I'm seeing kind of lean startup methodology there. Um, And I kind of respect it in a weird way because I think it's the smartest way to do business, especially now in like 2022, when you can get so much feedback from Twitter. I completely agree with you on the the lean startup mentality. I'm getting, personally, I'm getting mixed messages from from Merge Protocol. I mean, on the one hand, we've seen the, you know, some of the Lunk community, some of the comments that I saw on, on my threads were, you know, this isn't real. Where's the white paper? Where's the website? Where's this? Where's that? And then, and, I, and I'm thinking, well, guys, like, the, this only kind of came to light over the last kind of 48, 72 hours. So it's, it's very unusual for a protocol to come, you know, with, with everything in one big shebang, right? Um, and I think we'd seen that with the Terra community um, where protocols would spring up, they'd, they'd float their ideas, they'd see what reaction they get probably before they've even written a single line of code. So um, so there's definitely that aspect to it. And uh, I, I would encourage everyone to be patient and, and let's see let's see what they come out with. On the other hand, you know, uh, in a thread that where JG alluded to the fact that it seems that SCV security, the, the well-known terror auditing uh, team, have been engaged on smart contract audits, which suggests that they've already they've already started at least started, if not you know closing in on um, completing certain smart contracts. Um, and and you know and again that the, the pre-commit um, post suggests that there's potentially a, a pre-commit smart contract that's in place already as well. So definitely getting mixed messages on 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 the approach here. Whether maybe they're doing maybe they're doing both things. You know they've had enough funding to get to a certain point. They've they've been working on the smart contracts, but they're also now at this point starting to reveal their hand to see community sentiment and 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 maybe that's kind of the mixed messaging that i've been getting on 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 their approach is that you know they're floating different ideas they've got potentially different paths that they're going to go down um and they're they're going to do you know they're going to measure community sentiment and decide you know which approach to take yep yep i agree completely out of curiosity ryan have you have you dm'd them at all about the pre-commit or have you just been kind of like collating whatever you've observed on the surface? I'm wondering. Yeah, how it works. yeah I've I've been trying to I've been trying to get in touch with them. Um, not getting much in terms of a response. The sources that I talked to in the validator community, I think the suggestion is that they're potentially an offshore team. Uh, maybe uh, English isn't their isn't their first language. Um, there's a suggestion that they may be sort of t- maybe Thai or Philippines based. I know there's there's big uh, terror communities out and, and lots of builders in that in that area of the world. And and we've seen before with projects on on Terra V1 where you know they they may not even have a native English speaker or, or a confident native English speaker on the team at this at this point. So um, difficult to say. Um, I am hoping to get an introduction th- through one of my contacts if I can't get in. Tr- with them directly yeah wonderful any um any thoughts pantera or zara maybe maybe jg's got some more inside information that he that he could share with us on the on the smart contract uh, front or or where the team are based 
I haven't looked into it, Ryan. You know, you're putting me on the spot. I haven't. I really. I'm. I'm searching for answers too. That's all it is for me, brother. Still playing the. Uh, I don't know nothing, Chief uh, card. I see. And he starts speaking Thai right now, right? <laughs> Start speaking Thai or. <laughs> ah, so oh, we not... is it is a Thai based team then? Is that I have confident? no idea, but you're just. I don't speak Thai. <laughs> is it a Thai based team? I have no idea. <laughs> it's, uh, interestingly, no I comment, heard no from comment. I heard from so. Joe Joe Spice Rex, Coin Hall, marketing guru, NFT champion of uh, of, of Terra, and um, that there was a Thai meetup, a Thai builders meetup uh, this week, um, which is quite interesting. Interesting timing, uh, especially given the the, the kind of Thai based team hypothesis for for Merchverse yeah let, let's uh let's stay a little bit far away from any accusations now but yeah there are some weird coincidences lately and sometimes when a person says few words that gives away more than if they were to say a lot i'm surprised there's no one sort of in the one community is here um who are gonna come up and maybe give some thoughts or questions Yeah, seems like we're pretty much talking on the phone together with a thousand listeners. It's quite voyeuristic, really, isn't it? Just two guys in the UK hanging out. Yep. And the the funny thing as well, Ryan, is we only live like five miles apart, so we could actually do this in person, but we've chosen to do it online. It's a bit strange. I'm quite upset that you've never uh, shown your face at uh, a terror meetup. Um, we've yeah. done. No, it's nothing but. Yeah, okay. No, I get it. I get it. He said he'll join next time live stream, but with his avatar. Have you seen those things now? It's like you you connect to a Zoom call or whatever, and the, you know, rather than being yourself. You're a fully like, um, what do you call it? Like you're a moving creature or something, but it's like really, really good these days. It's super real. Like it's got so, it used to be like just a, an image or something like that, but now it's like fully moving. Everything moves. So now we're going to see like this, this morphing of everyone's going to be able to do video chats. Everyone's going to be able to be on Zoom and stuff while at the same time retaining all the anonymity, which is going to be quite interesting. And then, like, I guess eventually you're going to put on VR goggles or something like that, and you're going to be able to choose your exact form in every way, um, which is also kind of fascinating. That's when stuff gets really weird. Yep, super weird. I bought one of those Oculus Rifts, uh, what are they called? Oculus Rifts, um, like a year ago now. You know, I've only used it a few times. I used it once and I just felt so sick, like really dizzy and sick afterwards. And then the next time I used it, I felt like pretty much the same. So I just put it in the corner and never used it again. I think every now and then, if like a girl's around my house or something, I'll put it on her and like freak her out. You know, that like walking the plank thing. I do that sometimes. Um, but I, there's a weird thing that I was looking up the other day, which is like um, VR sickness, VR reality sickness, um, where... It's like your your nervous system can only get used to one reality, either the VR reality or your current 
you know, every day walking around reality. And if you're in one for too long, it's like your, your nervous system, your, your physiology, your mind kind of adapts to that one. And then it gets really hard to transition out of it. So it's like, it feels like there's going to be a choice at some point, like which reality you're going to step into. Yeah, I, I feel like um, I feel like VR technology's kind of stagnated um, over the last five years or so. Um, I was kind of playing around with Oculuses and, and other stuff in, in one of my previous organizations. We had like a playroom with with all the latest VR technology, and it doesn't seem like it's progressed too much um, since then. Like, I guess there's just not a big enough user base right now to incentivize intensifies like people to come and build something awesome that's gonna really sort of capture people and have them spend a lot of time in vr my experience is similar to you in terms of like it's fun like every now and again to jump in but there's there's kind of nothing really sort of pulling you back in um so yeah I guess it's the same problem as like a lot of crypto, right? Like right now we're waiting for things to be built to do, right? So there's no utility in the VR world that you're talking about that you're being kept interested in, right? That's what it comes down to. I've got to teach um, meditation actually in about five minutes, guys. So we might have to wrap it up now. Unless anyone has any last questions, I've got like four minutes where I need to go. Not a lot of people know this, but I'm a meditation teacher, like most of my time. So it's quite funny sometimes, <laughs> like, like I'll teach meditation for, for three hours with a group or something. Then I'll come on Twitter and, and people will be commenting like, you're crazy. You need help. You need to go and get therapy or something. Well, I work as a therapist. So, uh, yeah. You live in a, like, you live in a weird time zone. I'm, I'm sometimes confused as to when you actually sleep. Um, because if you're UK based, I mean, you're often, I mean, I'm, I'm a late night person as well but you're often up till like four five six a.m and then when i wake up you don't seem to have actually slept so it's quite confusing oh it's a com combination of things it's like firstly i'm a night owl secondly um if i have i'm a bit weird in that i'm very unaware of time and i think the the meditation and stuff made it worse for some reason but like if I have a creative idea and I'm working at my computer or, or whatever, I can do it the whole night and totally forget about going to sleep. And I'll just like realize it's 6am and I'm like, shit, I meant to go to bed at like 11pm. <laughs> so that, that kind of thing happens to me a lot. Um, and also I just don't need to sleep that much, like five, six hours or whatever. But yeah, my whole life, it's always been like kind of a bit, a bit crazy. I've never had a particularly consistent sleep pattern the only time it was ever really consistent was when i lived in a monastery and that's because the the head monk is going to kick you the fuck out if you don't wake up at a certain hour if you don't attend all the sessions um you know are you in that setting i used to get up at like 4 30 a.m and we'd all go to bed at like 10 ish 9 30 10 um and then everything is by the bell like the bell rings in the morning you go to the meditation hall the bell rings again, you go to breakfast, the bell rings again, you do walking meditation, it's all all by the bell. That's the only um, time I've really had a, a, a really steady schedule. Otherwise, it's always been like, pretty much do what I want when I like. And I think, uh, because I've been starting businesses and things like that as well, it's, it's just got worse. 
like if I had some kind of structure, like a boss who'd fire me or something, I think I'd have way more incentive to have a serious pattern. But I just kind of tend to, I don't know, like go to bed when I feel like it. And just if I feel inspired in some way, I'm just going to follow that thing. It's kind of dysfunctional, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, it, it feels kind of this like childlike flow you get into sometimes when you're really inspired by something and you just don't want to stop. So like, what if I just don't stop? And those periods are where I achieve the most typically, like that's, that's where I'm really industrious and get a load of stuff done. I think I'd be quite similar if uh, I didn't have a, a wife and a baby um, making me live some sort of normal schedule. Yeah. I say the same as well. Like the other solution is to get a wife or, or some kind of animal that like really meows at me loudly or something. I don't have either right now. So it's like the whole thing's just falling apart. Okay. I guess no more questions. Yeah. Any, um, any final thoughts on the merge and stuff like that, Ryan? I think sometimes we can tend to cover the more depressing aspects. So I don't know, maybe a message of hope or positivity to the, to the lunk community. Yeah. I mean, I guess like, I just want to remind everyone that, um, regardless of, of what happens, you know, as, as I said earlier, the merge is the, the merge idea is real but how it's executed or if it's executed is completely up to you. So don't feel threatened. Don't feel um, like you're being forced into some, doing something that you don't want to do. Um, we're living in this decentralized world and it will ultimately be up to, to you, uh, the Lunk stakers and holders, um, what happens to the future of Lunk. So um, keep your ears open, keep your eyes open. Um, don't necessarily dismiss things at, at, at first sight and uh, let's see, let's see and wait and see for more information. Yep, absolutely. I think there was an interesting kind of um, simplified response to the whole thing. Like we came out and said, you know, there's this protocol being built and then um, there's a proposal being passed around the validators for the, 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 the merging of the chains via a, a donation airdrop and stuff like that. And then there was this weird lashback where everyone was suddenly like, there is no merge, there is no merge, there is no merge, like a weird denial or something. I think I can understand why, because I think that a lot of people kind of placate or mm, they, they, they feel their job is to reassure the community. But I think in that reassurance, in that simplification and treating people like babies, it can be a little bit patronizing sometimes because, you know, proposals like this can get put forth. Um, and they can potentially pass. So it's better that people know about it so they can vote no and tell their validators, you know, whoever they're staking with, that they they don't want the validators to to accept any kinds of incentives or ever push anything like this forward. Like it's it's good to be educated in advance, especially because a lot of people here, um, you know, I know it's not you, Ryan, but I know a lot of people here hadn't really been that involved in cryptocurrency before buying Lunk. For some reason, it's been this this like every man coin where people from all walks of life have bought it maybe on a centralized exchange or it's their first cryptocurrency, then they've come on chain to stake it. But it's really their first experience of say, um, blockchain governance and stuff like that. So part of the reason I talk about these things is just to, to make people more aware of what can happen. 
um, so they're more protected in future. And the incentive for that, the reason, the motivation for that is to make sure that, you know, Lunk thrives in the long term, that nothing is snuck through, you know, that we're fully aware of everything. We understand the consequences. You know, that's, that's my biggest mission, to make sure that Lunk thrives and survives. Yeah, it's been, it's been difficult to watch the sort of backlash on, on Lunk Dow, um, who are only trying to get ahead of this thing and, and ultimately educate people about what's happening. Um, you know, you've, you've firmly set out your stance that, that you want to keep Lunker an independent chain and that you're against the merge, but you're also sort of educating people and letting them know the ideas that are out there at the same time. Um, you know, a perfect example of, of, uh, allowing free speech and freedom of thought and freedom of information. So good on you. I think for me, the uh, takeaway is uh, the benchmark of a good community member in a decentralized system is participation. And you need to vote and you need to participate. Even when the markets aren't all green and, and, uh, and money reigning, we have to participate in these systems and develop them. And if you want your voice to be heard, you vote. That's how it works. You know? Yep. Couldn't agree more. Anyway, guys, I've got to go teach meditation now. So... Um, you know, lovely talking to you, lovely having a discussion. Sad that more people couldn't come up. Um, just a reminder again, we're going to do our best to fight against anything like this. You know, I, I see myself as the the guardian of the Lunk blockchain. I will always do the best to protect it. You know, my my goal, the things I believe in are the independence of Lunk. I believe in upgrading the chain. I believe in paying terror rebels and getting them the security they deserve after so much time invested in this blockchain. I believe in reaching parity. With, with the Lunar blockchain. Um, I believe it should be like two separate islands that have their own thriving ecosystems. And there are bridges constructed where maybe a developer on Luna can deploy the same thing on Lunk, or a developer on Lunk can deploy the same thing on Luna. You know, we should benefit each other, but at the same time, we should remain independent. There shouldn't be any kind of swallowing or a merge or anything like that. So I stand absolutely against that. Um, but I, I stand for all forms of cooperation, you know, all forms of uh, a nice, cohesive organizational structure where the leadership is funded and we all move forward together. I think that, you know, we're still trying to solve a lot of these problems, sadly. Um, I wish they had been solved sooner. Um, but, you know, I, I also believe in always talking if there is a potential threat on the future. You know, if there are these proposals being passed around and they seem to be more significant than just an idea, then I'm always going to speak about things. I'm going to say, you know, we need to, in order to do the best thing for the chain and protect it in future and make sure that it thrives, we need to be aware of these things, educated on these things and understand the consequences so we can vote in the right way and also use our voices in the right way and say, you know, if a validator ever dares vote yes for something like this, why did they vote yes? Were they incentivized? Were they bribed? And also, you know, are you going to immediately punish them? Are you going to say, you know, if, if you voted yes for this, you've stood against decentralization, you've stood against the independence of the chain, I am immediately unstaking away from you. You know, people need to be aware and informed and in the loop. And I think, you know, that mirrors what, what Ryan said and what JG said. Um, and, and that's our mission here at, at LunkDAO to, to protect the Lunk blockchain and make sure we do the best for everyone. But yeah, thank you, everyone. Um, sorry if you didn't get a chance to speak today. But, um, you know, wonderful conversation. I think we made a little bit of headway here. We're always going to give the latest updates on the situation. And 
I think most of all, I just want you to know that, that we will always do the best to protect the chain. That, that's our absolute number one priority. Good night and uh, happy meditating. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Lunk Anti-Merge Club, recorded on Tuesday, November 29th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now with Spark, I be spinning. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit, like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements, of course. We're tripping balls, handed reports in. The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view. Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop. Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good. So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed Big drip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger, licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two, show me what that thing could do Two plus two, show me what that thing could do Two plus two, show me what that thing could do Two plus two Thank <laughs> you.